Welcome to this rave. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and joining me from a new location, it's my co-host, Eric. Eric, tell him your name and where I'm you are. I'm surprised we haven't used the word rave yet. I We have not. I have. We, there's no way we've used the I mean, go back and check. Check us out. Check the tape. Go back and listen to all 48 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a good point. Ooh, better, better check us out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have recently moved, and uh, I decided to do the stupid thing, which was move everything myself. I can't uh, believe you did that, sir. I am uh, impressed. Yes. It was, <laughs> now that it's done, I'm like, ooh, I'm kind of glad I did that, just because I didn't have to worry about anyone messing with anything. No, nothing broke. But, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm exhausted. But that, yeah, but you, you, like you've said, you're, I'm, I'm an older age, I can tell. Yeah, mostly I'm, now. I'm not a young man anymore. Um yeah, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, I, I, every time I looked at a new load I had to bring over, I'm just like, why do I have so much stupid stuff? <laughs> <laughs> do I need two pillows? <laughs> and you're only, you're only servicing like a one bedroom apartment. I know. Yeah, just wait I'm till a, you got this house thing I'm that's a going man. around. Yeah, and, forget uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, and you just have forget more stuff it. and you friggin' know what to do with. Yeah, I have two tables. I don't need two tables. You I don't two need two tables. tables. That's anyway. ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> if if I sound a little different to you audio listeners, that I'm uh, I don't have my full setup yet. So we're going right. old school today. We're in transition, so we're we're back to the stone age of podcasting. But <laughs> we got to get these <laughs> ones out because uh, if you if you haven't noticed, the schedule's been a little interrupted. I can't believe it is always funny. Uh, I just I did finish not finish school. I mean, I was done for the semester, right? And I thought, oh, this summer I'll be free. We could podcast all the time. I've never been more busy. <laughs> <laughs> Life was like, so you're not you're yeah, not going well, to school that's anymore, what happened, huh? Right? That's literally what happened, right? Is like, my schedule opened up, therefore, like tons of stuff filled its spot. It was like, oh, well, now you're going to get this done and that, and then I was like, okay, yeah. well, never mind. I'm not yeah. free. So it's it's like the. Uh... Oh, shoot, I'm, I'm failing to come up with the example, but it's like the, uh, it's it's like you, when you learn that like your parents, that you think they're so restricted, but they're actually just like protecting you from the terrors <laughs> of yes. being, having to be responsible. Right. <laughs> it's just like school. I thought you were my enemy, but <laughs> <laughs> it turns out taxes are much worse. <laughs> <Taxes. laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, we're back at the party, Eric. What are you going to be drinking tonight? I am drinking, uh, I, New Belgium is very popular, but I don't think I've had Ooh, this yeah. beer. This is their Summer Bliss. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone's has their Fat Tire is like yep, the, fat uh, tire yeah, is the, the one you've the heard premier. out there, for sure. Yeah, Fat Tire is everywhere. Yeah. I went with a, um, I love Icelandic beer. I don't know what it is. But I've every Icelandic beer I've had has been amazing. <laughs> I got this one from Einstock. It's got like the nice Viking. You know, I think I've had that one before. You might have had Einstock before. I think it's pretty common. I mean, it's. I think it is like the Iceland beer. This one's a yeah. white, a white ale, and man, everything yeah. I have by them, I'm just like, God, this is good. They <laughs> they know they know beer. Yeah. Does that looks like? Something oh, I they know beer in Iceland. Yeah. Good, <laughs> they're, good they're on you, Iceland. 
Good, good, on, good, good on you, Iceland. Let's let's clap it up, right? <laughs> Here we are for Iceland. <laughs> let's hear it for We don't hear much about Iceland these days, which is probably a good Iceland. thing. Or maybe bad, because weren't they they're like the energy efficiency capital of the world. Like we should probably be doing following more of what Iceland's I mean, we can't because we don't have like we don't enormous have five amounts people. of energy beneath our feet. They have like infinite energy from their like hot springs, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a big volcano up there. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, we're going to quick MTG housekeeping segment. All I put here in the notes is there's so many cards, Eric. Eric, I can't. I can't. I we, like, we went on break for two weeks. We're, we were like morbidly behind. We're we like, were, we're so far behind. For like half a month. And it's just like, <laughs> by the way, Commander's Legends fully out. Fully, fully out. We're just like, uh, fully. Uh. Fully out. We haven't even. I was going to break up this episode into two episodes because of how many cards are in this product. And they just printed a <clears> whole <throat> new set specifically for Commander. Holy yeah. God. That's, That's not looks yeah, sweet, though. So. We're going to go over today the five Commander products that were printed for New Capenna. Before we get to those, real quick, we have uh, five that we of Commanders that we did not get to during our Commander review of New Capenna. We didn't have these yet, uh, even though they were released with the set, like everything else was. And it's another cycle. It's the cycle beneath. We had all the Demon Bosses at the time that we reviewed them, but we didn't have these. Starting with uh, Toulouse, Clever Conductor. Now, secretly, he might be, like, my favorite of all of them printed in this entire set. Because mm. his ability is so cool. So, yeah. all of these guys have wildly cool uh, casting costs, by the way. Yeah. They all have the hybrid mana symbol, uh, a symbol that connects them, and then another hybrid mana symbol. So, Toulouse is the Esper version, so it's a white-blue hybrid blue mana, and then a blue-black hybrid. Yeah, which makes these commanders super easy to cast. Like, you can... Oh boy. You got some sirens passing. I was hoping you wouldn't be able to hear. <laughs> oh, oh, we can hear. Those are obnoxiously loud. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they're fading away. We'll, we'll be able yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just power through until they mention something. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sure those will pick up. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. So, on just, to lose. Uh, or on to the, just the, yeah, you wanted to just mention about this mana cost in general, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, so... You could cast this for three blue or like White two blue, blue and one of the other ones. So you kind of are being told to like, maybe you should make blue your primary color. Like That's true, right? That is times, what this does tell you. Is like you're yeah, going to need a blue land. But besides you're that, blue. you got... Yeah, it could be either like all at once and out. It, one thing about these hybrid mana symbols that's kind of interesting is like they're... they're so the color identity is obviously still three colors. So, yep. but you could just play this in mono blue. You could play mono blue. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that's, a that's a mono true. Blue yeah, that's true to, of like but... any of the multicolor, right? You could do that with any multicolor commander. But with these, it is easy because you could just include blue lands. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you don't yeah. need the other lands. If there's like all. a theme or something that you think yeah. this really fits for, and you're just like, ah, oh, I just, why do I don't play think you do that? I mean, the, the fact that you get access to all these colors, you're going to want to use them. So, because yeah, especially for what this thing. guy does. So this is a 3-1 legendary human rogue. 
When it enters the battlefield, it connives, so it uses the connive mechanic, which is the draw, discard. If it was a non-land card, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. And he has the static ability, whenever you discard one or more cards, you exile them from your graveyard. When Toulouse dies, put the exiled card with it, out cards, uh, sorry, with it, into their owner's hands. So every discard becomes drawing cards by yeah. the time dies which is just so cool yeah it's just like this weird like card storing effect it is like, so cool the, the downsides of this is that it has to die right that's right. a big downside especially in commander if it would just say if it leaves the battlefield maybe it would be busted it probably would be but that's yeah, the a, biggest downside of this guy but otherwise he's right so, so yeah and, and this is kind of like the thing that you uh they kind of have to do, right? Whenever there's, like, you have a commander that has a die trigger, it's just, like, you feel like, oh, I need to include, like, five sacrifice cards in there. You're going to want to run the reanimator spells for this guy, you know? And a lot of them work really well with Toulouse. Like, Unearth, for instance, has the discard right on it if hmm. you want to just draw it at when Toulouse dies anyway, and then Unearth your Toulouse. Like, it's really cool. I love playing around with this commander. I tried brewing yeah. them a lot. I made some really fun decks with her. Yeah, because I like how it's it. It says you do discard it, obviously, because you want it to work with uh, with connive. But it doesn't do the thing where it's like, oh, you exile like instead of discarding, you exile. So there's a whole slew of cards and in, in in magic that reference discarding. We're like, what do you discard? Something? Right. Like, yes. Hey, you want to madness something? Hey, yeah, this works. You want to? I don't know have stuff in your graveyard that like oh when it hits when it goes to the graveyard you can you still have uh some uh you still have like synergies you can do with that so like when the tools is not out you're not completely dead mm -hmm. um and yep. now it's just like oh uh hey i'm gonna like I'm going to wipe the board. It's like, well, do I really want this to lose players to draw like yeah, 10 cards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just refill his hand. Yeah. I, I mean, playing around with it, there's some really cool mechanics that you don't think of right away with this guy uh, that I was like popping up and I was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. So one of them is transmute. Transmute cards from back in the day. They're in Demir mm. colors already, which all work with Toulouse. And they discard the card and allow you to right, tutor right. for any card of that mana type. So, and then by the time you transmute it, you'll get that card back in your hand to transmute again if you want, or do whatever you want, or play the card. So transmute worked really well. I built a cycling deck with Toulouse. Yeah, I was going to say cycling is, is my was And it's not thought. immediately evident, right? A lot of the cycling commanders, like, say something with cycling on them right. or something. Cycling or, is the important part. Yeah, or they deal with more drawing the cards, not necessarily the discarding right. of the cards, but <clears> Toulouse <throat> works on the back end. Toulouse likes the discarding effects of it. And then, of course, wheels are insane with Toulouse. Because, yeah, they're just they're just draw seven. Yeah, you literally like discarding your whole hand, but you're drawing those back when Toulouse dies, and just drawing a whole new hand. Yeah, it's, it's pretty play. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's so good. So Toulouse, I was a huge fan of Toulouse. I think this is a really cool commander. I did see its uh, thing in CEDH actually now. Oh, uh, there's some CEDH stuff. Yeah, they're able to. I think it was it's because of um, uh, Necropotence. You draw up, you know, your whole deck, basically, you know, Necropotence is a very strong card, right? Mm -hmm. You discard all of those cards 
Well, <laughs> and then you just well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and then you're in CEDH, so you just like play the one card that for free that sacks your guy. You draw forty cards, and you can pretty much you can it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's in the right colors. For exactly, CEDH. it's in the right colors. That's that the whole thing. So yeah, so it actually did break into CEDH. It's a three mana commander, which is low enough to be played in command. It's like, fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, it worked perfect. So. So kind of cool to, to see like these little underground ones make it in a format such as CEDH. You're like, really? Right. That's a CEDH? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If it's yeah. not an infinite combo, you're just like, probably mm-hmm. not good. But then, yeah, yeah. Just... or a, or a partner with a, you know ten colors. You know, yeah. like, kind of how they all are now. They're just partner decks with four color combos. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the next because we got to get through these before we even get to the products. Evelyn the Covetous. So this is the Grixis version. Uh, it costs five mana, two, and then blue-black hybrid, black, black-red hybrid. It's got Flash for a 2-5 Vampire Rogue. When Evelyn the Covetous or another vampire enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. <clears throat> Once each turn, you may play a card from exile with a collection counter on it if it was exiled by an ability you controlled. That's an odd statement. I feel like so, I think... I think what that um, statement is saying is like if you you play Evelyn, you exile. Oh, and if you play her again, you can still still you can cast the old stuff. The old stuff, which okay, that's true. That probably is why they stated it this way, which is sweet that they made it actually pretty clear that like oh no, that was exile with the ability out of control. So yeah, um, and you may spend mana as though it were uh, of any color to cast it. This is a uh, really sweet. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. This is like flash very is super random. <laughs> yeah, and the kind of interesting thing is normally you'd be like, "Oh, this is the, just a objectively worse vampire commander than uh, the Eminence commander." But this is in Grixis yeah, instead of yeah, instead of Mardu. So it is like kind of legitimate. Um, and this is sweet. I, my first thing I thought of yeah, is like... Yeah, like the Grixis. I mean, because Lord Xander blows. I feel like yeah, Evelyn is, is the vampire Grixis commander. Yeah, commanders with Flash are pretty nice. And I love the idea of like making clone copies of Evelyn. I don't know how... Pick, pick your way of doing it. Have Myriad on Evelyn. Sure. Attack. And then you get to exile more all things. of those yeah. triggers. Yeah. <laughs> because Evelyn... The, the tokens will see all the other, all other vampires, vampires and Evelyn triggers. Holy yeah. crap, that's really cool, Myriad. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just get like, like. Unfortunately, 20. it's not easy to give her Myriad. I think it's exactly one card. I think it's Blade of Selves. Is yeah, like exactly. Yeah, thing. but yeah, <laughs> I just like the idea of like not doing vampire theme, but just doing like <laughs> I'm going to make token copies of Evelyn, and you're not going to be able to stop me. And it's like you just get drug her off of it, so it's not good. But <laughs> little spoiler <laughs> about Blade of Selves is they are reprinting it for mm. Baldur's Gate. Mm. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Little ding. All right. Anyway, uh, we'll go to the Jund one, Agnes the Dragon's Lash. One black-red hybrid, red-red-green hybrid for a Viachino warrior. I love Viachinos, by Viachinos the way. Viachinos are sweet. I love Viachinos. 3-3 uh, three, three with haste. Whenever a creature you control with haste attacks, create a tapped treasure token. Now, I like the tapped part of this. Yeah, I feel like treasures would be a lot more fair if... If they enter tapped. If, like, all the treasures enter tapped. So, I don't... This is a haste tribal, which, as far as I know, there's no haste tribal guy. So, that's also kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's a decently powerful ability. I mean, like, 
You know, he comes in and he doesn't even need to attack, but if you attack with him, you're also getting, you're getting another charge. So like, you know, it is nice when we have these commanders now that don't require them to put themselves in harm's way all the time to get their effects. Yeah, they, so, they that seems to be a more direction they're going, which which is good. Especially what something like just a three three, it's like, man, that'll get outpaced by turn four, like yeah. all the time. This is also really sweet for haste tribal things because if you think about haste creatures, it's like, yeah, they've used and haste is super powerful. I'm not saying it's not powerful, but as after its effect is done, the haste doesn't part doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, from like a philosophical standpoint, <laughs> yeah. I always have fly. <laughs> I, I can block things with flying. Flying always comes up in every combat, but haste is like but haste. Right, I'm done. Only <laughs> the first time, so it's pretty sweet that this is saying like, "Hey, your stuff with haste is always useful now." Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Uh, Ginny Fay Jetmir second is the uh, Naya version. Uh, red, green, 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 white for a three-three elf druid. If you would create one or more tokens, you may instead. Create that many 2-2 green cap creature tokens with haste, or that many 3-1 green dog tokens with vigilance. I think this thing's going to get real annoying really fast. Yeah. There's too many ways now to just crap out oodles, oodles of tokens. Just just ungodly amounts of tokens. Yeah, and it just says tokens. So all your treasure tokens you're making are now cats, which I don't know if that's an upside... (laughs) <laughs> but, if but you have bootleggers stash all your lands tapped to put in two two hastes. Yeah, the fact that it gives all <laughs> That's like an like, emblem. <laughs> yeah, it's That's it's really cool. sweet. Uh, giving tokens haste, I think, is one of the more like sneaky good thing. Like, obviously, haste is good, but like, man, there's so many times where it's just like, oh, I make like. 15 one ones, and when they, what next turn would I attack that's going to be bad? And someone just like, Breath of God. You're like, oh, well, scoop them up. Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to do like one of the few instant speed ones. Um, but now this one's just like, all right, I make now 15 two twos. I kill you now. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like the sweet. only way to stop the Avenger of Zendikar guy, right? Is that the plants aren't immediately ridiculous. They exactly. Have yeah. There. So you have like a moment to <laughs> stop. Yeah, them. you have you have a little bit of, of counterplay. But yeah, but now the Jinn comes like... down and you create twelve tokens, and they're that's twelve tutus with haste. And man, I, another kind of another like side uh, uh, side strategy for all token decks is like making your tokens turn into uh, in terms of mana creatures. Like, there's a bunch of ways to do it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, now, and then having haste. And then that's, having haste is pretty big. Um, that's so dumb. That, I mean, that's an infinite combo, I'm sure, with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> sure I make two tokens, tap them both to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's annoying. I hate token decks. But <laughs> they're just <laughs> well, so powerful. Bad news, right? Yeah, they're just so powerful. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, to- like, bef- in the first uh, emergence of Commander, that was kind of like the Wild West where everything was fair. And then, like, graveyard decks became so powerful and so yeah. good that it's like, well, you got to have a plan for graveyard decks. And then token decks kind of become that, where it's just like, ooh, you're playing a token deck? And now it's like, well, any, like, Naya deck could also just happen to make, like, a crap load of tokens anyway. So it's like, well, right. you just got to have a plan for tokens. And now I think the artifact, like, 
treasure stuff yeah, is going to become token, that. token strategies in general, I think. Yeah, we used to have a problem with like big mana strategies. I remember back in the like we're like an eight power, eight eight commander for eight was a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, we couldn't, we like, couldn't oh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they just uh, passed it the next the time. They had, had twenty mana. <laughs> it was like okay, so we're never going to not be able to get him to not cast this commander. Yeah, we can't, now, now we can't we're like stop that. only an eight eight. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. And it's bad if it costs seven mana. It's like, oh, that guy's never going to cast it. They're dead yeah. before they can cast that. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, we have Rigo Streetwise Mentor. This is uh, the Bant version. Uh, it's green-white hybrid, white-white-blue hybrid. 2-2 two, two Cat Citizen. Rigo Streetwise Mentor enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it, like that. That's really sweet for your commander to have some built-in yeah. action there. And whenever you attack a player or planeswalker with one or more creatures with power one or less, draw a card. Uh, that's sweet. cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy a lot. I think he's really sweet. It's fun. Um, so I bought the Cabaretti like uh, commander deck, which will come up later, and the commander oh, I for that you one, the, the brokers one. Brokers, that's what I meant. Yeah, brokers. Sorry, it's is. <laughs> you mean I made a mistake and not the the super not obvious names for just the color combinations? <laughs> you can just call. Yeah, you should also just name them by the color combinations. Exactly. So. Right, but he the, bought the the band one. The band so. one. Yeah, uh, and the commander also has this ability where it enters a creature with a gets a shield counter, and I love the shield counter mechanic. Shield counters are great. It, it's a little more confusing than. It probably should be, just Maybe. because it's like, mm, is it is it like I can still target it right, so it's not hexproof, yep. but it's indestructible yeah. or it deals damage <laughs> or something. But man, I love the fact that it has really good uh, protection from like board wipes or just like kill spells yeah. and stuff like that. But your opponent is still like playing the game with you. You'd be like, well, I like. I guess I'll attack in where even though he can block with his hit, you know, he can free block, remove it'll remove the shield counter at least, <laughs> yeah. and then I can board wipe. And I'm mine. I'm like, oh, do I really want to block and get my shield yeah, counter yeah, my gone? Shield because now, shield's down. now yeah, I, I love shield counters. They should have always been part of the game for sure. I, I think as right. soon as a, a few of them played Hearthstone and like played with the divine shield mechanic, they go, oh, this They're is like, yeah. Okay. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we should do this for our game. Right. Why, yeah, why have we not done that? And like everyone knew that. So it was a straight rip from them. All right, let's get on to the main decks. We're going to start with the Obscura. So this is the Esper version. We have already talked about the heads, uh, so we're not going to really go over them much. So the head of the Obscura was this really weird one, Kamiz, the Obscura Oculus, uh, which is a very, very weird it's a 2-4 Cephalid Rogue that makes something unblockable and then gives another thing that's smaller double strike. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. I love it. I think it's so it's, interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's undoubtedly it, powerful. Like, unblockable and double strike are two very good abilities. <laughs> yeah, you, you look at it, and yeah, it's it like what, once you break it down, you're like, oh, okay, now I get this with studs. But like, yeah. it's so weird where you're like, wait, one thing I get to unblockable is one thing, and then this one is now dependent on the other one. But the first turn, the first one connives. 
So that might be good. <laughs> and then I get to choose the other one. So if I... And for, for all of this to work, you're talking about having at least two creatures if you're attacking with the commander, but probably three because you want like two different things being Yeah, happening. exactly. And then ultimately it's, it's just like... It's a very odd card. It's cool. Yeah. And then ultimately it really says like one creature, each combat's unblockable. It's unblockable. Cards. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> and because you're just going to be like, and my 2-2 two -two will be double strike. They're like, block with... Three, three. They're like, okay, they're both <laughs> trade off. <laughs> yeah, that's what will most likely happen. <clears throat> right. And now you'll just have the untacking or unblockable clause because you right. don't have another creature to target for the other. Exactly. <laughs> and you're uh, just like, well, that's what I wanted anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the other, they each of these follows the same patterns. They have a secondary commander in these products who have all the same colors. In this instance. It's going to be Tibbet, the Seller of Secrets. Oh, I actually love this card. It's kind of fun. Three white, blue, black for a 6-6 six, six Sphinx Rogue. I didn't know that had Rogue on there. Flying and Ward 3. And it has the Council's Dilemma. It brought yeah. it back from conspiracy. <laughs> when Tibbet enters the battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, starting with you, each player votes for evidence or bribery. For each evidence vote, you investigate, which means create a clue token. For each bribery vote, you create a treasure token. And then while voting at any time, you get an additional vote, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm also going to vote. It's like, are you the same guy? Like, no, that's that's my brother. Yeah. Now, what's so powerful about this in general is that that just means you're getting like, if there's, a, assuming you're in a four-person pod, you're getting five treasures or, sorry, not treasures. You're probably getting five clues. Well, you're probably getting two, tre two, two treasures, treasures and three, three clues. clues. Yeah. <laughs> every enter the battlefield and every combat damage. But I, that's the thing is, I, yeah, and then until you get like, oh, I have ten mana out, then they'll be like, all right, we'll just give you treasures. <laughs> we don't want you to draw more cards. But yeah, I think this is, this is kind of sweet. This is infinite with time sieve if you keep hitting people. The time sieve. <laughs> That's GG's <laughs> if no one has any flyers. Actually, I guess it's not because once someone dies, you're not, you're not generating five tokens anymore. That's true. Yeah, you just have to oh, bring everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually good. That's fine. Yeah. That's that way, like, if, if you can make it infinite, then it's like, all right, the game's over then. The game's over. We're all going to scoop. But yeah, now, now you have to actually work for it. So, uh, it's cool. It's a really cool. cool I think it costs a lot. But. You do get, like. And, the, the and having to deal combat damage is really unfortunate. Too. Yeah, exactly. If this doesn't have the enter trigger of this, it's this terrible. is kind of yeah. bad. Yeah, it's terrible. But it does have the enter. So it does have the enter. <laughs> but it, have the it enter. has it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it has, you know, you're in white blue. So. And I imagine you're going to want to play more Council's Dilemma cards with this. Oh, game. yeah. I mean, you have to. It's the only uh, card in the game that gives you additional votes, so you get to really pull. Yeah. It's going to make Expropriate just a game winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> Expropriate this deck. <laughs> I mean, you get you, two extra it's, turns. It's, it's, the, it's so good. But, yeah, if... It's I a good play. You have to play Expropriate in the deck. Why would you not? Because you're not the worst person. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you automatically assume they're going to play expropriate and then always have a counter spell up 
uh, <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they have the, the million mana. Uh, actually, you're right. Have three counter spells up. They have <laughs> have a mana. little bit more than that. Uh, so the other pattern that all of these are going to have is that they'll also have a third commander uh, that's brand new in them that doesn't have all the colors involved. So in this case, it's Oscar, the Rubbish Reclaimer. This is three blue black for a 3-3 human wizard. This spell costs one less to cast for each different mana value among cards in your graveyard. That's awesome. Because he'll probably like cool. always cost two mana. Because like, you know, you're not going to cast... You're going to have a few things in the graveyard by mm-hmm. the time you're ready to cast him anyhow. and So he'll cost like three at the yeah, max. Yeah, and later on in the game you'll have he's, like, he's you'll have more two more. more in there and it's like, oh, it pays for yeah. the uh, command tax. Alright, so as soon as you have like five in there, he still costs two mana after dying one still, so right. it's pretty cool. And he has the ability whenever you discard a non-land card you may cast it from your graveyard. So he's got that containment contract clause on him. Yeah. They made that into a commander. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think this that ability is is pretty good. And if people are just going to start like just comboing off with with wheels in this, where it's just like, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make like 50 mana with something, and then just be like, okay, I'm just gonna wheel away. Yeah, it's really nice that it, they don't even exile themselves or anything like that. It just yeah. says they cast them, and that means they just go back to your graveyard. They just go back to the graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> That's yeah. like really good because then talk they about, count for the mana value still. That's yeah. really good. Just talk about like cycling cards and stuff like that. We're like cycle, and draw a card. Like, okay, now I'm gonna play. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, this that that card's really good. So there's a that's gonna be fun. Oscar Rub- rubbish claimer. Noble reprints. I just went over a few that I thought were you know kind of creeping up. Like Chasm Skulker. I've put that in a bunch of decks at this point. I think that that's that's borderline staple because it just builds 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 people board wipe and you're left with a bunch of one ones all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and in blue you're drawing more than one card a turn on average not necessarily like two cards a turn but yeah like you're going to be playing cards are just like oh oh this this card and it's benefit draws card would hit somebody draw it's like to me it's the better version of taurine mauler who's like another like used to be staple i guess you know where it like benefits off of everyone yeah that that changeling infinitely big yeah but Chasm Skulker kind of does the same thing, but then when it dies, it's like, but I'm still fine. I got a whole And board. I have a million squids. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, Nadir Kraken is was creeping up for some reason. I don't think it's nearly as good, but it's the same idea where it's when you draw, you get to you have to pay a mana into it, which is why it's not as good. Gross. But then the Kraken gets bigger, and you get the the tentacle right up front. You get yeah, yeah, you get the blue tentacle right up front. Yeah, so, so it's like a reverse. Uh, Fallen Shinobi out of uh, Modern Horizons 1 was definitely a more expensive card. Cool to see it here. I think mostly it's expensive because of Commander, though, because of all the uh, ninja decks. Yeah, yeah, people love ninja decks. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Lord Ojutai. They printed a Mythic Dragon, just bam, blammo, right into the set. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he was more than, any more than like four or five bucks, but still, like, yeah. like oh, I got a Mythic right. Dragon. Uh, and the quietest spike was expensive. Uh, the artifacts yeah. that have your life total. A, a commander staple-ish. I don't know. It used to be more popular. I don't see it. Anymore. Yeah, there's they there used to not be very many equipment or yeah, very yeah, many really equipment that has death touch. So this right, was like right. So it was like the only one you play when you want the death touch. It was this and Basil's this Scholar. Scholar. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. still not too many, but there's a couple more now. Yeah. 
Uh, and then as of as of staples, I have uh, which is maybe they weren't as expensive, but these are cards that you just you need uh, in your in your collection. Strionic Resonator it just works with a million different commanders. Right. So you'll see this in tons of decks. Swords to Plowshares, one of the best white removal spells in the entire game. Yeah, uh, perfect time. in Commander. Austere Command is good, uh, like especially when you're starting out in Commander, it just solves your problems. Yeah, <laughs> it costs <laughs> like too much. So you're just like, what is what am I weak to right here? Oh, I can destroy it with this card. Done. Exactly. Um, Swiftfoot Boots uh, is one you need. Going to have to have around all the Signets. Now, not all of them have all the Signets. This deck does. It has all the Signets. It has the Azorius, the Arcane, the Demir. And the Fell Warstone and the Orzov. It has all of them. Yeah, this is... And yeah, the Wayfarer as well. It's got the best suite of mana rocks. Yeah, it just has all, like, it has all, all the mana rocks that you'd put in. It has uh, all of them. Right out a, the box. Uh, yeah. It has everything that you need put for in. your rest of your deck. It's incredible. That's kind of cool. That's incredible, yeah. Especially, yeah, because, like, usually it'd be, like, Demir Signet and yeah, Commander right. Sphere. Or <laughs> like Azorius no, Signet. It's like Demir Clue Stone. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and Arcane yeah. Signet's like, no, just give me the stupid, the two mana yeah. ones. Now, they still didn't give you the best uh, dual lands, which is unfortunate. But they gave you some decent ones. You know, they gave you a Darkwater Catacombs, which is cool. They gave you a Fetid Heath. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love the filter lands. It gave you the Prairie Stream and the Sunken Hollows, which are decent. It's like they just need two basic lands and they come in untapped. Those yeah. are generally pretty easy to come in untapped. And they have the uh, the basic land types, which are nice. Do they? Yes, they do. And they have the basic land types themselves. So, yeah. So those are sweet lands. I like those a lot. So a couple good ones. Uh, yeah, a couple. And then, Myriad Landscape is, I think, the, the big one that is like... They, they and it comes reprinting with a new landscape. That, that is a staple. Yeah, that should be included in there too. Yeah. Uh, now let's go over some of the notable new cards. Uh, first off is one that I'm super excited about. This card is so sweet. The Currency Converter. A yes. one mana artifact. <laughs> Whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. And then it has an ability to tap, draw a card, discard a card. So it gives you an outlet to then discard a card to exile mm-hmm. it. Why would you want to exile it? Well, just it has the ability to tap. Put a card exiled with Currency Converter into your graveyard. If it's a land, you get a treasure. If it's a non-land card, you get a 2-2 Black Rogue token. This is so fun. This is such a cool card. <laughs> just for like a one-mana play, it's like, I don't have anything else. I'll just play Currency Converter in turn one, and you just start going off. Like, mostly you want to, which is, you know, it's kind of fun because uh-huh. also later in the game... You do, you want to discard your lands anyway. To this <laughs> and now you get to turn that land into ramp. It's just like, oh, nice. Yeah, this card is so cool. I love Currency Converter. Unfortunately, I think it's rather expensive, if I'm not mistaken. Because I really wanted one. I was just like, I just like wanted this card. And it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, where you want one of the cards... Uh, yeah, all right. So this card's already over six dollars. Really, really. So it's like it's like at that point where it's like you can buy this product off like an Amazon third party type of thing for like thirty bucks, and it's like at that point, should I just buy the whole deck because I just want this six dollar card? But I'm gonna get all these other amazing cards. Yeah, and, it's and also definitely like worth it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't talk about you know we you get. 
utter ad. We talk. You get commit to memory. You get right. Yeah, we, we didn't go You get a bunch of good treasure cruise. The other uh, okay, I should. Oh man, it probably is more money on. So one of the other, we'll go over this card next. Actually, smugglers share. Oh yeah. Because I knew this was the other one that was uh, worth a lot of money, and it's worth a lot more than I thought it was. So smugglers share. Uh, this is definitely a play on. Uh, uh, what's the one that got really popular that makes treasures for everyone that draws cards every time? Oh. Why can't I remember the name? I can't remember it either, but it's basically the same mana cost. Mothering Tide, right? Yeah, Smothering it's Mothering Tide. Mothering Tide. Uh, there, so there, a there, was a, there was another one that, like, when if somebody drew cast the monologue tax. Monologue tax, too. Yeah. So it's a play on those cards. So here's what the Smuggler Share does now. This is a two and a white enchantment. At the beginning of each end step, draw a card for each opponent who drew two or more cards this turn. Then create a treasure token for each opponent who had two or more lands enter the battlefield under control this turn. So it's just like the commander card. Yeah, I think the the whole drawing card for each opponent who drew two more cards this turn, I think that's going to be like pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, I feel like the treasure one, it'll happen now and again. But yeah. by the time this comes down on three, it's a lot less likely to happen. Yeah. I think I think you're going to forget about that trigger a lot. You might, a lot yeah, you might also like, forget about that trigger. Oh, yeah, I play my my uh, Tearmorphic Expanse. Crack it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, but oh, I, that's I a normal right. I think this card is going to end up drawing you five, six, seven cards. Yeah. These, there's so many things nowadays that like, oh, when I should be off, you'll draw a card. Yo, can I? Strong this card. It's also really hard to keep track of because it doesn't care which opponent and it doesn't care on which turn. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't happen immediately. <laughs> so because right. it's very Right, easy right, like, that's true. It's like, oh, you drew your second card? Okay, I'm going to draw my card I'm now. draw my card. It triggers. Draw a card. Right, now it doesn't happen until the end of the turn. Yeah, and there's so many things that are like... Oh, at You're the beginning of your your upkeep, like draw an additional card, you know, like Phyrexian's Arena, and then I'm just gonna forget. <laughs> but I'm guessing you haven't looked at the price of this, correct? I have not. What would you gander it costs for this card alone? I so you already said it's a little more expensive. More, yeah. So is it like ten dollars? It's thirty-two dollars. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> At Target, these things are fifty bucks. At Target, these things I think they're less than that. I think they're like forty-five. Maybe yeah, they oh are yeah. 50. I think, but, yeah, no, I think they're 40. I think, maybe yeah, I think with they're taxes, 45. they're 50 or something. Maybe with taxes, they're 50. That's true. That, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think they're priced at 50, $45 at Target. Right. So, like, yeah, this between is the two cards we just mentioned, you're at 40. Yeah. Now, this mugger's there, it'll probably go down. That's a got, lot. That's way too much. That, yeah, that's a lot. That, that sounds like um, white card draw hype. And then it'll, yeah, it'll probably which it might go be down. good, and I think it will be good. But good lord, people! I don't know. This is extreme. <laughs> yeah, because you still like if you're playing in the uh, in like these colors too, and you're playing like super controlling, and you're already killing everything that draws extra cards. This won't do anything by itself, but just like in the normal game, you're right. It's this it, is three mana over the course of the game. You're gonna draw like six, seven cards. It it's not unheard of to be like. Okay, I draw a card off of you, Brad. Then it's Pat's turn. He draws a card, and you draw a card because at, the, at Pat's end step, you do something or right. or whatever. Or except you have to draw two cards at Pat's end step. But you know, it's not it's not that crazy. Like 
to think about. You might get like two cards per turn cycle in some boards. Yeah, so I just looked up like the last hype card to, that I remember off the top of my head in white was the Archaeomancer's map. I was just going to bring one? up map. Okay, yeah, was... and that one that one went from $30 at release, like the same price, down to 10 Yeah. So, so it pro- it'll probably go down to $10. I think yeah, if we're following that... that trend, this card will eventually be a $10 card still, though, is pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not going to go down to zero. No. Uh, so let's go over a couple of the other notables. Cephalid Facetaker, I think, is a really cool card. Two and a blue for a Cephalid Rogue 1-4. Can't be blocked. And at the beginning of combat in your turn, you can have it become a copy of another target creature, except that's a 1-4 and can't be blocked. Oh, man. That's so Pretty sweet. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool card. For anything that has, like, it has to deal damage triggers, which are generally extremely powerful, but yeah. they're usually very hard to push through. Yeah. This card's like, nah, I'm good. And you can take it from someone else's commander that has these incredibly strong... Uh, oh, really? It says any creature. I'm you another target it. creature until on a turn. Wow. Yeah, so this card's insane. <laughs> and, this card's so cool. But, like, and, uh, yeah, imagine the play pattern where, like, turn three, you put this card down, and now, like, I'm sitting yeah. there with Who my Who wants to play the four? Yeah. <laughs> and a commander that has a sweet combat trigger, you're like, well. I can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't play this card, this, and I can't even if I do. I can't block this guy's thing. You can't block it. The, yeah. oh my, this card's so cool. And it's I saw so this was like, oh my god, the art this on card it is, is so sweet. Uh, then we got change of plans. This one's fun. <laughs> I just love the name with the yeah. flavor. Change of plans. Change Never of mind. Plans. <laughs> this is X one in a blue for an instant. Each of X target creatures you control connive, which is the they all loot. And if, if mm-hmm. it's a non-land card on the individual creatures that are conniving, they'll get plus one, plus one counters. And then also, you may have any number of them phase out. Of course, it's a phase card, so I'm like, ooh. ooh yeah. <laughs> I get all interested. <laughs> I think it's very <laughs> sweet, though. Yeah. Phase card. yeah, it's just so cool. It's so unique. And it gets some creatures bigger, and it phases them out. It loots mm-hmm. you to better spells that you might need. It does a lot. This is a good card. Yeah, yeah. This is... Um... This is this kid has extreme blowout potential. Where someone just is like, like overload cyclonic rift, yeah. uh, and then you're just like, okay, I'm going to phase out all my creatures, and they're like five of them are going to be bigger, and it just drew five cards, discarded five. Right, uh, right. It's like, all right, well, you better have a plan for me because I'm at you now. Next up, we got uh, the smuggler share. We went over life insurance. This one's meh, but I thought it was neat. Three white black for an enchantment with extort, which means whenever you cast spells, you can pay a black or a white and drain everyone for one, and you gain life equal to how much you drained. Whenever a non-token creature dies, and it doesn't say your own, just whenever a non-token creature dies, you lose a life and make a treasure. Yeah, this is super powerful, I think. All non-token deaths result in you ramping. Yeah. Pretty good. It kind of solves the problem that, like, you spend your whole turn wiping the board and you just kind of have to pass. Right. This leaves you up with a bunch of mana. Yeah. It's just like, okay, now I have eight mana. Sure, you don't get to keep it, but you still get to be like, now I play all my things, or now I have mana for a counterspell or or whatever. Yeah. And the extort allows you to gain the life back that you're losing. Yeah. 
It's just, uh, it's, it was just neat. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, and then In Too Deep was the last one I wanted to mention. Because this thing's got split second. And it's oh, yes. And you, blue, you, blue. Split second is my favorite mechanic. Yeah. This is uh, Enchantment Aura for blue, blue, In Too Deep. Enchant Creature, Planeswalker, or a Clue. I don't know why it has <laughs> I don't know on either. there. It doesn't make any sense. But it can't. <laughs> Do an artifact. It has to just be a clue. It's a clue. <laughs> it can't be an artifact. So it's really just creatures or planeswalkers. Because they become a clue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enchanted permanent. permanent is a colorless clue artifact. I guess maybe they did that so that once it's on the permanent, they're now a clue, so it doesn't fall off. Well, if that's how the if that's how the rules would work. But I don't I know don't, if that's how the rules would work. I don't think so, because the the imprison in the moon doesn't fall off once it becomes a land. When it becomes a colorless land. Yeah, and neither does the forest of the dryads. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, I don't know why they included... It's gotta just be blood. for the lulls. It's gonna be like, <laughs> your clue is now a clue. <laughs> At split second, Eric. At split second. <laughs> you they can't. Can, no they cannot respond. <laughs> you can't crack your clue because I made it a clue. Exactly. You, you can do it later, <laughs> but only when I say so. <laughs> what the hell? Makes no sense. I'll just oh crack a response. God. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, you will not. It's split second, sir. You're in too deep. Yeah. I just I want like to the start idea a that lot they... for my, my blue devotion deck because it's got two. Oh, yeah, the two devotion. Uh,. <laughs> But yeah, this is sweet. And also, it says it becomes a clue and loses all of the abilities, which is obviously a major thing, because now you can just turn that Planeswalker that you can't get rid of into just, it's a clue now. You get to draw a card if you want to, but... Yeah, they have to sack it. They gotta sack it. And they're probably going to. So yeah, it is like it is like a commander removal for two in blue, which is mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. Uh, that taxes you, but taxes them too. And, and with split second. So, like... Split second's a big deal. Yeah, split second is so good because there's so many like free sacrifice things that are out there. It's like, oh well, I can't do anything because he's just gonna like sacrifice it, response for value or whatever. I mean, he can get still get in the graveyard with this ability, but split second I just love because it's everything that they try to set up to mitigate removal. There's like, oh, you can't do that. You can't right. do that. We got split second. Uh, that's it for this deck. What do you think about it overall? Um, this deck is really weird. I've just spent some time scrolling over other cards in it. Like It's got some weird cards. Yeah, it's like they took the uh, Obscura uh, uh, Oculus Commander, and they're just like, well, I guess we're hitting people with stuff, <laughs> and maybe he's drawing some cards, and yeah. there's really no cohesion to it other than combat triggers. But, like, it's... It's full of just good stuff. I know. I, I, me, I look at this, and I, I really just want singles out of this thing. It's just, it's so unfortunate that the singles I want happen to be crazy expensive, because you can only find them in this deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of exactly it. Like, you'd buy this, like, you wouldn't really, like, play this I'm for, for uh, like, ooh, this yeah. might cool. It's probably uh, a great deck out of the box, I will say that, yeah. because it's well-built. It's got all the signets. It's got all like you know what I mean? it's it's just got yeah. everything you need. It's got the like smuggler's share, so it's got like all this weird white card draw stuff and, and it's got, got blue stuff in there. So, yeah. yeah, it's got cool stuff, so it won't be bad. It's just I wouldn't this is just a mess to me. I didn't build this, so like to me I look at this and I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it 
I it just seems really. like a random amalgamation of like <laughs> exactly. They just were like, "What are some popular when you deal combat damage stuff?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like okay. Or then it's like, "Oh, but you, we also draw cards." Oh yeah, put some of those in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in general, I just there's a couple like I want that that face taker. I want the currency converter, and uh, mm-hmm. and and the into deep card and. Yeah, and I think I'd be good there. But like that, I'm, we're already talking about like fifteen bucks. I'm sure. <laughs> just upset. Right? Yeah, exactly. You might as well just buy this this deck just to scrap yeah. it for parts. I'll scrap it for parts. Yeah, the usual. I do that all the time. Hmm. All right. The next. So, so we're gonna we're gonna rate it. If we have to rate it on a scale, we're gonna rate this one as a scrap for parts. Scrap for parts. <laughs> yeah. For rating. It's like, scrap for parts. This is here to house the new cards that you're going to want. It's <laughs> got, listen, it's got great staples. It. It's got a million staples that you're going to need anyway. And it's got some really cool new cards. Yeah. You know, basically what you do is if you want to make an Esper commander, you, your Esper deck, you buy this and just take yeah. out all, <laughs> all the creatures and, <laughs> and then put new creatures in here. Yeah, pretty much, right? You take, yeah, and you can just keep the whole shell the same and just make the creatures the theme. Just take out the 28 them. creatures <laughs> and then put in whatever you want. You're like, oh, this is, this is, this is fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, ma- and maybe the lands you're going to need to just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. bump up the lands. Take out the thriving crap. I, oh, gee, it's yeah. a step up above the guild gates, but good lord, guys, with all these tap lands. But, like, yeah, barely. It's obnoxious. <laughs> Honestly, like, basic lands are better than these freaking tap yeah, lands. Yeah, exactly. At a certain point. Like, the yeah. Arcane Sanctums are fine. The one that's tapped yeah. for all three types. That one's, that one's yeah. that, it's like, oh, god. Yeah. And like the creeping tar pit's probably fine too because it, mm-hmm. it's a man creature, which is like okay, it's got some and it's unblockable too. So if you have synergies with that, it's a decent man creature. But anyway, we'll move on to the Maestro's Massacre. I really like the artwork on Anhelo. I'm just looking at it again, and it's really pretty. Um, yeah, we won't talk about Anhelo much though because we already mentioned it. Go back and listen to our last podcast where we talk about that. We are going to talk instead about the next one down that they printed in this, which is Parnese, the Subdual Brush. Two blue, black, red for a four-four legendary vampire wizard. So competing with that Grixis vampire one from before. Let's see what she does. Whenever you or a permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter that spell unless they pay four. So it gives you ward pay, pay for life. life. Yeah. You and all permanents you control. That's sweet. Also, whenever you copy a spell, so it has to be a copy. Up to one target opponent may also copy that spell. They may choose new targets for that copy. Whoa. So this is a political commander in Grixis. Yeah, and I think this ability by itself, you're not going to want just in like, hey, I want to build a powerful spells matter Grixis deck, I think. Because having your opponents copy stuff is pretty bad because... You're not, it's not always going to be targeted. Also, we got to mention too, it's not that easy to copy a spell. Yeah, just willy to, nilly. We can't you, just be like, every spell I will is a copy. Right, exactly. No. <laughs> That's not how You're going to need a card first. And this card doesn't give you a way to copy. That is the big one. Yeah. You, so, just have, you have to have this out. You have to have the card that copies something. And, and then, then you have to have and the spell. <laughs> and then, and your benefit for that. Is that your opponent can do something. Right. And it's stuff like, 
you know, Ooh. this doesn't this doesn't do anything if you copy card draw spells. Doesn't do anything if you copy like uh, board. Unless you want your opponents to card draw. But. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you want to build like a Grixis group hug deck, because everyone is uh, upset about the uh, like the car- the wheel commanders that like ping. Uh, right, and then you can like but... copy things and ha- have them target the guy that's. Yeah, and it, it, this is this is a little more interesting than that. I'll be interested to see what a deck looks like with this as the commander. Because like, also, we're playing commander with forty life. Paying four life to do something important isn't that much, right? Like, you'll just be like, yeah, I'll kill, I'll kill your your commander <laughs> for an extra four life. Right. And now I don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's Otherwise, interesting. This is bad. Yeah, like I don't think it's super powerful. It'd be cool. I don't to think see it's going to be very popular either. I don't think it. I think it'll be no, very, like no, I would. Yeah, yeah. I would be it's... surprised to see this across from me. Yeah, I'd be exactly. excited, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, this is like that. Like, wait, you're playing Pardes? Is like, I'm suspicious. What's, yeah. what's going on here? You're like, all right, let's see it. Uh, and then, oh, I got a bone to pick with this one, Eric. I got a bone to pick with this Uh-oh. one. Eric. We finally got it. Not what I wanted. Cyrix, Carrier of the Flame. We got a Phoenix Commander. We mentioned this in our Cards We Want Made. Yes. I wanted a Phoenix Commander. We've heard you, and we have something special just for you. Oh, my God. What did they do? And I love black. And and they even added black. They even added black for you. They even added black for me. They're like, we couldn't make you mono black, but we got... (laughs) Oh, my God. They sully. All right. We got to go over this thing. So, two... Black and red for a 3-3 Phoenix Flying Haste. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature card left your graveyard this turn, target Phoenix you control deals damage equal to its power to any target. And then it has whenever another Phoenix you control dies, you may cast Cyrix, Carrier of the Flame, from your graveyard. All of that is super sweet. My problem is the Phoenixes have an innate problem where they're baked baked into what set they're from so they all have these crazy ridiculous ways that they come back into play oh yeah for they're a like, phoenix use this commander mechanic. to work they needed to like homogenize how we get our they phoenix need, yeah they needed to have like you may reanimate a phoenix for yes. like you need like, it, you need like black, black red red or something like that you need a way that your phoenixes can reanimate because you know, they have the one from Strixhaven that reanimates if you learned. Well, how many freaking learn cards am I going to play just for maybe reanimating that one Phoenix? Right, yeah. You're going to be sitting <laughs> with this learn card in your hand. You're just like, well, this card isn't that good anyway, but I can't even play it because I need, <laughs> I need to reanimate this. For my other Phoenix. Yeah, so it's cool. It's not that good of a Phoenix commander just because, yeah. What you're going to have to end up doing is you, you can only play the good Phoenixes, and there's probably only like five to ten good yeah. Phoenixes that work with this. Otherwise, like I'm saying, you're delving deep. You're delving into the Learn Phoenix, the Kanai <laughs> Phoenix. If like, you know what I'm saying? Like these yeah, ones yeah. that are so bizarre that's like, yeah, you're not getting there. I'm sorry. So I'm so disappointed, even though he's cool and the art's because good. He does, he, he does look sweet, though. Does look sweet, yeah. It's like a metal freaking bird. It looks so sweet. I want it to be good. You know what? I, I you know what this it, card needs? Mask need. with Nexus. 
that's unfortunately the what you literally have to do. <laughs> you have to turn it into a massive Nexus deck. You're right, and then just and then you know put blood gas in your deck, right? Like right, yeah. Just, like oh, blood gas creature back before it entered. No, it deals damage. Oh man. Anyways, so that's uh, that's Cyrix. Uh, let's go on to the notable reprints. There's not many in this deck. Honestly, this deck is my least favorite by a large margin. It's got Mimic Vats in there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Puppet's Your Click is a sweet card. I play a lot of that card. It's black, so I play it, so it's good. Um, and Dig Through Time is in this uh, deck. Dig Through Time is a so sweet card. Also, the Mystic Confluence is really good. Yeah, that card's so good. <laughs> card's sweet. Yeah, those two cards are really sweet. Uh, now we're into the staples already. It's got all the signets. Oh, it's, it's, got- it's got one of my like OG favorite commander cards, Hex. It's got Hexy yeah, Destroys. It's bad card. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. I put this card in every deck I could that had black in it, and oh, it just man. never worked. It's so bad. It's I've so guessed bad. it like, I think maybe once. <laughs> it's maybe. got some of the worst cards I've ever seen in my life. It's got Call the Skybreaker, okay? like oh, That card's name is so cool, though. Call the Skybreaker. Godly awful. Uh, Factor Fiction is actually a decent one that's that, in here. That's like my favorite card advantage card. I like Frantic Search a lot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, also got like Ponder and Preordain in it. Obviously, going yeah, with like those, the those um, getting you know, with the uh, like copying stuff. So it's more fun to copy a one mana spell than it is a ten mana spell. Yep, it's a um, uh, board wipe here is, is a chain chain reaction, which I like chain reaction a lot. Chain reaction is good. And then um, it's got the bauble and all the signets again, and even uh, lightning greaves in this one. Oh, ooh, yeah, I, you know, I didn't realize it had lightning greaves. Yeah, that's, that's... most of them come with the swiftfoot boots. This one went with the lightning greaves. I'm I glad like. that they did this. Yeah, lightning greaves definitely needs more love because we play. I play lightning greaves all the time. I play swiftfoot boots in some decks. <laughs> yeah, lightning greaves. That one extra mana, it just feels so. Uh, I feel so much better paying zero. <laughs> just be like, all right, I'm going to switch this yeah, over. So switch on this, yeah, this card. Give things, to, I mean, give it just literally gives everything haste when you need it to. Yeah, like, it, like, it serves two purposes. So many times we're just like, oh, wait, I need to switch my my Swiftwood Boots over to this creature to give it haste. But then I, oh, I really need to save this my yeah, commander to do this. Commander. You're spending like three mana on stuff. Uh, that was it. And then um, new cards, honestly, they are terrible in this deck. I'm not going to lie to you. They're really bad. Uh, the coolest one I found was this Cryptic Pursuit. It's an enchantment. Whenever you... It's a two blue-red enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, manifest the top card of your library. That's a 2-2 in play. And whenever a face-down creature you control dies, a.k.a. the manifested creature, exile it if it's an instant or sorcery, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. That's so sweet. So it's like the reverse manifest. Usually yeah. you can flip things up when they're manifested if it's a creature. This one, if they're instants or sorceries, you wait till they die and then you get to cast it. That's oh my cool. god, that's so cool. I love yeah. things that mess with non-creature manifested tokens. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah, so that one I saw and I was like, that is Ooh, legit. Yeah. That's also, a really cool card. in this art, they're just, they're just using like a a stock image of a muzzle flash for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> is that just coming out of his hand. Kind of, he's just using a hand, literally a handgun. 
a gun that's his hand <laughs> and he's just shooting somebody. That's what that's what's happening in this picture. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the rest are really, really. Oh, um, we talked about man, uh, mystic confluence, but each uh, each family also gets confluence they do and they're all pretty terrible except for uh the brokers yeah i was gonna say the brokers one. Oh, <laughs> yeah no i did and i put that on the list when we get to the brokers. okay good uh i'm not kidding you all the other confluences are miserably bad mostly because they're all sorceries except for the brokers turns out going from sorcery to instant uh, makes it um, better. One thing I, I'm going to be interested in because the Maestro's one also has a couple uh, casualty cards in it, just just mm-hmm. naturally. Um, yeah, how many I creatures think, can you really get out? Yeah, there's only 14 in the main deck. Yeah, like you're definitely going to have need more creatures, and some of them like Flawless Forgery is casually three. Exile target instant sorcery card from post graveyard copy the spell you can cast without paying. Yeah, and a lot bad, of the really but, good ones that return to your hand or get cast from exile, such as Squee the Immortal, they're only two ones. Either, yeah, there's a lot of two ones, so you're definitely not going to be able to play forgery. Even the commander is is a is a one three, so you can't you can't do it. Is a one, three. But gives things casually too. Gives you casualty too. Doesn't that kind of seem like a design flaw that it yeah, that can't sacrifice the itself? Surgery. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I think that was meant to be that way. They, well, I was saying like that Anello what is it doesn't have two power. I feel like it should have two power. No, so no, it's I like, think it was designed that way. It was like you can't sack Anello to be able to do it. Yeah, because I guess he's saying, it, yeah, that's kind of like the crime boss thing, right? It's like you can, right. I'll sacrifice my minions, but you can't sacrifice but not me. Yeah, I, I think that was a design. All right. like you, you swung me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so honestly, I think this deck's the worst out of all five. I would just give this one a poop. Poop score. Yeah, this is the one where, like, even the parts are scrapping it for it's like, uh, cryptic person or extravagant <laughs> replication or something. Like, I don't know. You're, but those cards probably aren't going to be worth very much. So, no, uh, I don't Lightning Greaves, you're buying this for Lightning Greaves. Yeah. You're <laughs> buying this for Lightning That's sad. Just buy Lightning Greaves. <laughs> if it's reprinted here, it'll go down in price. Perfect time to buy. Yeah, yeah, like an LO you for around is two dollars. You're gonna get your use out of your lightning greens. Okay? Yeah, and, yeah, and the commander. People are gonna play the crap out of this commander. This is so. Good. Oh, I'm sure. And hello, that's true. Right? Is like you're you're yeah. gonna see this commander everywhere, but not in this deck. It's just terrible here. You're just gonna build a whole new and hello deck. Yeah, because <laughs> there's tons of cards that are like oh, when you cast into sorcery, make make the the uh like make your two two Drake or whatever, yeah. and then it's like okay. Now I get to now I get to have something. I would sacrifice be interested in seeing that cryptic pursuit card more, but it being in red blue, I think hurts it because I think a lot of the good manifest stuff is in like black and green. Uh, yeah. So there, there's a yeah, there's a couple of them in uh, yeah, green is the main one. Green. There's yeah. a really good one in white. There's a really good one in blue. I always think about the good one in black, the one that like does it from every opponent's libraries, and then when they die, they like lose two, you gain two. Yeah, that, that there is. Yeah, there's know. a couple cards like that. There's one in black where you manifest every creature, but that doesn't fit with this one anyway. Yeah. I think this one is you're not doing this in a manifest deck. You're just being like, I'm playing. Is it spells? Right, you're playing. Is it spells? And you just yeah, this helps you get some creatures out. Yeah. That, 
cast more spells. Yeah, it's really it's a really cool card. Yeah, like you're if you want to play like creatureless, is it? And you have some weird stuff where you're just like I don't have any creatures, and you have a bunch of creatures and stuff. This is a good way to get blockers down. All right, we'll go on to the Jund Riveteers Rampage deck, headed by Henzi Toolbox Torre. Love, love the, love the, love the weird nickname that like every other like is the, the Antelope, he should be the, comma, the yeah. painter. The painter. That's a nickname, but this one is Henzi Toolbox Torre. So Devil Rogue three three. This gives everyone blitz. Um, yeah, we won't go over him much. The other, I think this one though changed the price of most cards more than any other card in all of these products, which is the Beam Town Bullies. Oh I my imagine gosh. this thing is going to be extremely popular. Guess what, Eric? It's the classic four mana for a four four. 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 <laughs> now we're playing Commander Boys. Here's the Commander. This is it. They took, they took it, the general thing, and clicked the stamp button. Yeah, so yeah. one in Jund colors for a 4-4 Ogre Double Warrior with Vigilance and Haste. And it's I also got the Vigilance. It's literally vigilance. the command. Yeah, It's the every Jund Commander is a 4-mana 4-4 four, four Vigilance 4-mana four 4-4 four, four for 4 with Vigilance and Haste. Uh, and it's got Tap. Target opponent whose turn it is puts target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under their control. It gains haste. Goad it. So it's not going to be able to attack you if it can help it. And at the beginning of the next end step, exile it. So it won't go back to your graveyard, so you can't just keep doing that every time. <laughs> but this has been the most hype commander. Like, look what they did! Ah, let's uh, brew! And everyone brewed the same deck. But yeah, there's there's, there's like two creatures or, or, or <laughs> basically leveler. It's <laughs> leveler and hell Car- carver demon. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yep, just like this popped off just so you could play Beamtown Bullies. Yeah, it'll be an annoying deck because it's it's just like every other commander deck you've ever seen where people think that they're being unique, but they're just playing the same two-card combos that everyone else is playing. Yeah, and, and it's it's so easy to get a specific creature in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stupidly easy. I can name that for um, a fact. Unearth, or not unearth, sorry. Um... What's it called though? Un, un something. Un something. Engrave? No. Uh, entomb. Entomb. Thank you. God, I'm like it costs one mana. Yeah. I use it all the time in friggin' Greasefang because it just puts Parhelion right there if you want it. Right. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. There's a million ways to do it. There's a million ways you can discard it. It's in your hand. It does doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. You can beat it in your graveyard. Yeah. Um, busted ones that make people lose the game. So the reason why I, I wouldn't be upset about this too much, but the reason why this sucks so much is that your your best case scenario just kills one person at your table. <laughs> and then now they have to sit around while the rest of you are, well, you don't really do much. Right. It's, the, it's, the, it's our least favorite type of deck, right? Because it's also the same thing with that like ninjutsu blightsteel combo. Yeah, where it's like okay, it yeets one guy off the battlefield. Well, now you got two opponents; and they're going to be able to deal with you. And now one guy just can't play because you yeeted him off the table. Yeah, and at least with the ninjutsu one, you get the. I think you you keep the blade steel. Yeah, you keep the blade yeah, you steel. Keep the blade steel. You this keep the one blade. you can't even do the combo again. Again, <laughs> yeah, right, right. It exiles so your combo. You're literally just like, okay, I spent I spent all these resources to kill one person. Now I have a four mana four four 
vigilance haze. Hope maybe I'll get Hellcarver, but I mean, well, here's what you'd have to do: just play an instant kill spell in your deck, and then you can kill your thing after it's done its attack. Right. If you kill, if you kill it, it doesn't exile it because it's going to exile at the end step, beginning of the next end step. Yeah, so that's true. So you can kill it and then put it back in your graveyard by killing it. Yeah, the, so you could do that. Um, but yeah, this is the this is like, like you said, this is the classic. Like, oh, it does this one weird thing, good, but like it doesn't even win the game. Right. It be, it kills somebody, uh, which is kind of funny. I again, I'd be. This is the kind of thing that like I build without that in it. And then everyone still hates me <laughs> because I I find like other random cards or like you can find other random cards that are just like miserable. <laughs> it's like, but I'm not playing this horrible like uh, like Lock turn three kill somebody yeah. thing. Um, yeah, but this is this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Now the other one I think is going to be the most popular, probably of all of them. Eric, do you like treasures? Do you know what treasures are? Have you played Commander before? I, uh, you know treasures? treasures? I don't think so. You know what they do? Are they like you gold tokens? You know what treasures do? This is Jolene, the Plunder Queen. Two red, green for a 2-2 human warrior. Whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents, that attacking player creates a treasure. Hooray! If you would create one or more treasure tokens, instead, create those tokens plus an additional treasure tokens. Hooray! <laughs> Sacrifice five treasures. Put five plus one plus one counters on Jolene. So it's just treasures, 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 treasures. And yeah, that's this is uh this could be interesting. It's interesting turning it into a like turning it into a Voltron style thing. Yeah, because it gets pretty big. Pretty yeah, quick. you can get you can get Each wild. Treasures, the one one counter. That's that you can. And and every time you attack, you're already getting two. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, I mean, I, it's it's has green in it, so I'm I'm gonna forgive the ramp style of it because it's just like man, there's so many so many good ramp ways. A lot of them use treasures, uh, but but yeah, you're gonna play uh, bootleg. I don't stash. think this thing's busted by any means. I was just yeah. saying, I think this is gonna be really popular. Cause it's gonna be really popular. Addicted to treasures, and they're just like, oh, this card says damage. <laughs> Button <laughs> double treasures. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it, it, it's yeah. It's, it's your treasure, Voltron. Um, noble reference. Uh, I had Timir Sabretooth actually for an uncommon. That card was actually like kind of expensive. Um, oh, one of my favorite cards that I actually have to buy one of these. An Aether Snap. Three Ooh. black black sorcery. Remove all counters from all permanents and my favorite statement <laughs> of all time. I was going to say, that, exile okay, all tokens. That card's insane. Oh, man, I, I wish this was an instant so bad. <laughs> oh, if it was. Oh my god. Just end step. Boom. Exile all tokens. Or like, oh, you're attacking me with all your creatures? Exile all tokens. Uh, Just being able to, like, just, like, use your treasures, because everyone's got ten treasures lying around. Use your five treasures to pay for this, float five mana, and then exile everyone's, all their treasures. Oh, yeah. Fucking tokens. Yeah. Oh, my God. And kills all planeswalkers automatically, too. Right. Kills all planeswalkers. Yeah. This, This card's awesome. It's sweet. 
Yeah. Yeah. And these are the kind of cards that, like, you know, treasures are becoming, like, evergreen in all yeah, colors. Yeah. This is legit, like, a bigger board wipe than some of the, like, yeah. board wipes. This might, like, we were talking about how, like, now mass artifact destruction might be might be almost necessary to put yes, in your yeah. decks because of treasures. This is like, well, this also gets rid of everyone's treasure, so. Same thing. Yep. It's not going to be bad. Yeah. Well, I love that card. Uh, Life Crafter's Bestiary is, one of my, is a really cool card. An artifact mm-hmm. that like draws you cards and scries you cards. Uh, staples, it's got a bunch. Because it's a green. And they gave you all the green staples in this deck. They gave you Rampant Growth. They gave you Kadama's Reef. They gave you Farseek. They gave Oof. you Solemn Simulacrum. They gave you Avenger of Zendikar. They gave you, uh, in red, they gave you Chaos Warp and Blasphemous Act here. Yeah. These are, that's like a major. If I if you gave me like red and green staples and told me to write a list, I'm all of those just got written down. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, painful truths is another good one. That's a sweet Love card. That. that needs yeah. three color. That pl- that's in three color black decks is what yeah. you play that. So yeah. Pay three, draw three. Pay three, draw three. Lose three life. Good card. Yeah, they're they're kind of killing it with not any expensive reprints, but like no, just but like they're getting out all the things people need, which I like. That's I, not how it usually went. Yeah, you know, may, hopefully this is something that continues. But I think maybe they're just like, hey, look, we need to justify the cardboard essentially, yeah. because I think maybe maybe they were just like, well, most people are just buying single sing singles i don't know why my brain just farted and i couldn't say that <laughs> word from decks now so like we need to get people to be like well you know i might as well just buy <laughs> buy the deck yeah uh on all of these they're just like hey have all the signets hey yeah you want kadama's reach that was, that was a two dollar card now you have it Farsi, right. here you go i'd say land sweet wise it gave you the hideaway lands again which i love the hideaway lands especially in red and green there's there's some of the easiest ones to yeah, Spinerack Null, you'll just, you don't have to do anything. That's just going to happen. Spinerack Null, yeah, as if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage. Done. And the, the Moss Warp Bridge is just control total power of ten or ten, greater. Yeah. Among all creatures, which in Commander is so easy, because you just end up having things sitting around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're some of the best. Uh, they gave you the Twilight Mire here. Again, I said I, I love Filterlands. I don't own any, so it's really cool to see some of these. You don't typically see them anywhere. Yeah, and then and then they gave you the Odyssey Signet Lands. I don't like the Signet Lands as much, but they gave you yeah the them not being able to tap for any mana by themselves. You're just like, yeah, well, I have a I have a like red mana or I have like a Malin and the Golgari Signet Lands. You're just like I can't cast anything with three colors in it. Yeah. <laughs> also, they give you Commander Staple Kessig Wolf Run in here. That card has won one a of lot the of games. Best, yeah, one of the best utility lands in all of Commander. Wins, yeah, yeah wins games. We, it just it says tap. This is going to win you the game. Yeah, <laughs> add ten mana, tap, win game. Yeah, he's just like, what are you going to do? Block? And he's like, well, <laughs> never mind. I'll just scoop um, it up. As far as no, uh, notable new cards, it's got some sweet ones. I want to start with this guy, the Reign of Riches. Three red red enchantment. When Reign of Riches enters the battlefield, create two treasure tokens. So it refunds you two already. The first spell you cast each turn that had mana spent from a treasure to cast it has cascade. 
That's pretty sweet. And oh, you're so, gonna cost two things. It, like doubles your mana. Yeah, and this all the way it's worded, it sounds like you just need if one of the mana was used to cast it. You don't need all of the mana to be treasured, right? The what's really busted about this card in particular is it gives certain cards that have never had Cascade Cascade. Mm-hmm. And that's particularly insane the lower the mana cost. So if you cast a one mana spell, you will guarantee to get into any zero mana spell. Right. And they've printed a lot of them now because of Modern Horizons and whatnot that mm-hmm. you can guarantee to trip into. Yeah, <laughs> all those suspend cards out all there. All those suspend cards. So I think this card's rather insane. That's and it's just sweet. a value card by itself. It's obviously insane. Like, yeah, yeah. Cast your eight mana card and get possibly a seven drop out of it. And all that required is that you spent one treasure on it. And I guarantee you'll have some treasures around. But yeah, but name one other card that has that uses treasures. That's yeah, do crazy. they even do they even print the word treasure on cards anymore? I don't, I don't think, think so. In like in every in, on every card <laughs> on every single card. <laughs> this one I thought was cool. I don't think it's very good. Protection Racket, two and a black. At the beginning of your upkeep, you repeat the following process for each opponent. You're going to reveal the top card of your library. They choose whether they want to pay life equal to its mana value. Uh, and if they do, it gets exiled. Otherwise, you get to put that card in your hand. So it's either you take, do you want to, t- I flip a card. It's three mana. Would you like to take three or I draw this? And they say, I'll take three life. Okay. Go to the next person, do that. Go to the next person, do that. That's, just, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it basically reads uh, each opponent takes like three to four life, or you draw a card. Because if but you're it's never like, going to draw lands off of this, because they'll just take zero. Exactly, they'll take zero. If it's like one or two, it's like whatever. Take your take your signet. I don't care about that. Uh, if it's like ten, you're just going to draw the card. No, the other way around. Well, okay, if it's... T- oh, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, if it's 10 mana, you're probably going to draw the You're card. probably going to draw the yeah. yeah. So it draws your big things, punishes a bunch of people. I don't think it's very good. I think yeah. it's probably that being trash. But I wanted to point it out. Um, the other one that I thought was a really cool new card is this creature they printed. Where did it go? Forest, it basically. The Weathered Sentinels. Three mana for a 2-5 wall artifact creature. It's got Defender, Vigilance, <laughs> Reach, and Trample. <laughs> love love to see that in a wall. It's like, okay, something else On a 2-5 wall. <laughs> Weathered Sentinels can attack players who attacked you during their last turn as though it didn't have Defender. And whenever Weathered Sentinels attacks, it gets plus 3, plus 3, and indestructible. <laughs> Uh, this, this is wild. Awesome. <laughs> this card is wild. <laughs> so if anyone ever attacks you, you could be like, alright, well you're getting a 5-8 vigil or 5-8 trampler coming at you. Indestructible trampler coming at you. Yeah, I love it. Because you attacked me. <laughs> I love it. And because it's vigilance, you're just like, are you sure you want to attack me? There's this wall yeah, gonna like come it's at never you. gonna be it's never gonna be shields down. It blocks your flyers, it blocks everything. It's two five blocker and like this card is insane for three mana. This is pretty funny, yeah. I think this card is nuts. I love this Weathered Sentinels. Yeah. I would <laughs> just like, well, I, hey, 
I didn't choose to attack you. Yeah, you attacked you me. Attacked I had, me I and that allowed to. me to attack you. So. It's so free, I have to attack you. <laughs> it's vigilance and indestructible. It is so free. It's, I love this card. I think yeah. this card is nuts. That's pretty good. Uh, those are the only ones I really wanted to call out. A couple of them are, honestly, the other creatures are trash that they printed. The Confluence is trash. Uh, the Dodgy Jalopy is funny, but it's not that good. So. <laughs> yeah, the name Mostly is funny. Mostly because of its name. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because of its name. It's not that good. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we can. Uh, what did you give this deck overall? I think it's. I think it's a staple. Staple deck. Yeah, like it has also. You know, it's got some good removal. It's got the Wind Grace's Judgment, which is yeah, Chaos Warp, Terminate, still decent. Um, yeah, it has some like interesting cards. There's nothing like crazy. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like all right. Wave of Rats is kind of funny with Blitz. I don't know. Yeah, Blitz, I don't think it's good, though. I think this card's bad. Exactly. Like, you're playing that because you <laughs> want to play Rats. Um, uh, there's a bunch yeah. of cards kind of like that. But, yeah, I would just give it, like, a... Yeah, it's got yeah. the green staples. If you need green staples, go ahead and grab the mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, the next one, the Cabaretti Cacophony. Headed by Kit Canto, the Mayhem Diva. We won't That's a Star Wars that. name. Kit that Kanto. is so, Kit Kanto. I, I always see Kanto and think Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> that's all I can think of. Uh, her second, however, is Fabi. I thought I was going to say Phoebe. Fabine. That's a weird name. The boss's confidant. Three. Red, green, white for a cat visor. Three, six. Creature tokens. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> you control have haste, Eric. There you hey. go. It has Harley. At the beginning of combat on your turn, each player reveals the top card of their library. For each land card revealed, you create a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen token. Then, creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each non-land card revealed this way. And then each player draws a card. Holy wall of text, Batman. That's, that's a long sentence for the parlay, for sure. Yes. I mean, it's a very simple in its actual effect. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like everyone flips their top card. How many lands? Okay, I get that many one ones. How many non lands? Okay, they're now this big. Yeah, they all have and haste. haste. I'm Fabine, and I give everything haste and tokens. That's what she says and sounds like. I don't know. I, I'm not as worried about her uh, as far no, as tokens. Yeah. You're goes. limited to what she's, four tokens a turn, yeah, and then she's, if she's probably fine. Honestly. And if there's four tokens, that means they're all one ones. <laughs> Uh, so it doesn't really matter that they have yeah, haste. Yeah, I'm, uh, and she costs six mana to begin with. So six, yeah, ends with three I'm six. Just, I'm not worried about her. You're playing this because she passes. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's the enchantment that says creature tokens you control. Yeah, so right, exactly, exactly. You you wish she was an enchantment. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Fall, there's like a whole class of creatures that are like ah, this would be kind of better. <laughs> This is an yeah, just just play that one mana, turn things into a vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> in this deck, and just turn her into a vehicle and let her sit there, mm -hmm. and never worry about her again. Uh, then their their secondary thing is best soul nourisher, one green and a white for a one one human citizen. Whenever one or more other creatures with base power and toughness one one enter the battlefield under your control, put a one one plus one plus one counter. On best soul nourisher, so she gets bigger for every one one that enters under under your control. 
And whenever Bess attacks, each other creature you control with base power and toughness 1-1 get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of plus one plus one counters on Bess. I think this is this is pretty cool. Like, so you're supposed to just make a ton of one ones and then attack with a big Bess and a bunch of big guys. Yeah, like basically this reads like a slow and bad crater hoof because you make yeah. a bunch of one one saplings. But I think this is this is I mean, not a kind of boring strategy though that's been done I, again and again. Yes, if you do the token route, I think it's kind of cool. Like searching through old cards that it might just be one ones that have interesting effects that you're just like ah, but it's a one one. How often is it? Yeah, gonna the, the problem is that it doesn't care whether it's a token or not. So you're way better off just making the bazillion one ones. Yes, but I think here at Dragon Party, we're not <laughs> always here to win. Here at Dragon we're just here to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I just see this and I go, man, that's not interesting because I know what to do with that. Well, so but I. I'm I'm gonna or not push back, but I'm gonna say like, but it doesn't require you to play tokens. Like you can just be like, I'm gonna search for a bunch of cool one ones that are maybe were bad because there are just one ones. They have like interesting other that effects. Requires you to cast them. I know. I'm not again. I'm not saying you're doing <laughs> this to be to win more games. I'm saying that like you could look at this and be like, I can do something interesting with this. I don't know that you can do something. That's that's my point, though, in return. I don't think that you can do anything interesting with it. All you ever get out of her is I'm slightly bigger. Yeah, but it doesn't do this, the thing that you want commander cards to do. Like, there's this weird old card that I had back in my mom's basement. And now, like, oh, maybe I, I don't can play think this. this thing does anything with that card. It All it says is, like, oh, I get bigger because you played that. That That's all this does. But so, sometimes that's all it that It didn't give matters. that card, like, oh. Now it's got an interesting reaction where the vehicle comes out of my graveyard and I can crew it and it swings and then it'll go, go to my hand for some reason. It doesn't do anything like that. It just like just gets bigger. That's all it does. I think you can reduce a lot of commander cards to that. Like basically uh, what the card you're I think talking you can about is basically I like, oh, I reanimate. Cool. I'm never interested in those though. I know, but like your Grease Fang is basically a reanimator commander. Like... When you think about it like that, it's just like, oh, it reanimates something. None reanimate vehicles. That's the point. Uh, like you were saying, like, isn't it cool that like new cars interact with this thing? I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm saying this is nothing this interacts is, different with this. Thing. No, but no, you this can play different cards because <laughs> this now makes them uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I like your point. I like where you're going with your point. I just don't think it works for best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not saying I have the deck built, right? You might be right. right. I'm, I'm saying when you look at this, you have to be like, you know, I'm going to go on Scryfall and look at one one, see if there's some interesting one ones. Yeah, if it, if it makes you look at one ones, then it did its job. I agree. With yeah, you yeah, that, I, right? that's it all made, I'm saying. Made I'm not, you look at some different. I don't have a deck built for it. It's not going to it's not going to blow blow anybody out of the water. But like, right. if it makes you say like, oh well, hey, I'm going to check out some weird old cards. Yeah, let me see who's got. And you have to have exactly one ones with this, by the way. Yeah, it does say base power and, and toughness one one, so needs both. Um, <clears throat> going on to the notable reprints, uh, I put Zerzoff because it was printed only in Jumpstart. It was, I mean, it started at like a thirty forty dollar card because of the uh, the troubles they had printing Jumpstart. <laughs> <laughs> I know this I because I that, had yeah. a Zerzoff deck. I really wanted to play it, so I, I proxied it just so we could play it for a while. And it was a lot of fun, but I never ended up like buying it because it was always way too expensive. 
I think it's all the way down to like five bucks, which is still like five dollars. Still five dollars for the card. card. Also, Jumpstart like it had the, such a weird release by like it because it's it like you get two packs. Now the packs, the rarity of the, the the packs themselves are weird, and you might get different cards different in each cards. types of packs. I know. Oh my god! I, I opened. Like, Wait, what? The, the one that had Ristic Study in it was, it's called like, I think the theme's called like library or reading or something or books. And I must have opened four of them and I'm like, <gasps> none of them had Ristic Study. Yeah, they're like, how would you like, like, library a library mana, a <laughs> I think I opened like three of the, like, Ormos Keeper of the books or whatever. Like, oh my God. It was like, God damn it. I just yeah. wanted Ristic Study. Um, Anyways, uh, Idol of Oblivion is a really sweet card. I just wanted to call that one yeah. out. I think that one, if they don't keep reprinting it, I think in Commander it'll be an expensive card. It allows you to draw cards for making tokens, which we don't do that in Commander, I don't think. That's anyone. impossible. Yeah, I don't think anyone makes tokens. Uh, Awakening Zone. Really good enchantment. Yes. Uh, makes Eldrazi spawn for three mana. That was a staple way back in the day. And it yeah, yeah, it kind of that. Yeah, like back in the the heyday. Or yeah, back heyday. in the heyday, this was a big deal. The, this to was have like an awakening zone staple. Was like yeah, like you played green, play an awakening zone. These were the original treasures. Eldrazi um, spawn. Beastmaster's Ascension's back. Mm-hmm. Remember that card that wins you the game? Uh, there it is. And Silvala, very popular commander, Silvala Explorer returned. The parlay. Yeah, wasn't this super expensive for a long time? Yes, it was, because it was printed only in like Conspiracy, which was not well opened. Yeah. So uh, hard to get your hands on a Silvala Explorer return. And it was super popular in Commander. So everyone likes this mechanic. So yeah, good reprint there. They needed to bring that back. Also, for some reason, so Champion of Lamold reprinted it. There's no reason why it makes me as salty as it does because there's a million cards better than it and that I've seen a lot. But for some reason, just I just hate that card. <laughs> well, because back in the day, this card was busted. This card yeah, was really it really was. Yeah, you're just like cool. I guess, I guess block. Like, all your creatures are unblockable now. All your cool. creatures are unblockable, and in any token deck, it literally just reads like you win the game. Like yeah. I create five tokens and now this thing's a 5-5 five, five. all my creatures are unblockable like at least at least crater hoof like has the decency to kill you in one fell swoop <laughs> <laughs> champ lamo it's like no you're gonna stick around <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah it's it's fine but it's uh, usually you die on the spot though uh then staples i put scoot swarm on here i like scoot swarm. That that's a good reprint because it was not that long ago this thing came out in zedekar rising and it's just a card that you're gonna want if you're in a land, any landfall deck. It's so good. It makes it's so complicated too. It just makes a billion scoot swarms. Um, sta- staples. You get secure tribe elders in here. That's a staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, wood elves. If you're if you're looking for more ramp, shamanic revelation is a ridiculously good card in commander. Yep. So you see more play. It draws you a million cards and think what gains you life as well. Yeah, it gains you four life for each creature with four or greater. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, they gave you the Cultivate here. They gave you Beast Within. Incredible removal. Yeah. And Path to Exile. Also gave you the Artifacts. Path to Exile is kind of a really good reprint here. Usually it's always Swords to Plowshares. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was like, I you know, it's a toss-up, like which one they give you. Yeah, like it's basically the same card. I, I have a bunch of those lying around, and I think it's because of uh, Commander products. Like they... 
I yeah, think I, I, I just bought the Azorius one, and I'm pretty sure uh, that one might have been Path to Exile as well. Maybe yeah, right. I, I could totally be wrong. Right, For I mean, some yeah, reason in my uh, head, like Path to Exile was the expensive one, and okay. Swords Plushers wasn't. Yeah, but but they're both needed. They're both good. Yeah. Uh, they gave you also the artifacts and the aura mutations. These cards are sweet. Mm-hmm. They're pretty they sweet. played more, too. Yeah. Uh, that's it for that. And then, uh, I, I love this. And our notable new cards, Eric, the very first one I want to bring up. We're at the Dragon Party Podcast, all right? Mm-hmm. This is the life of the party, baby. Hell yeah, baby. Mandatory card in all of our decks now. <laughs> for, forever. <laughs> forever. So we can only play red. Uh, this is our so sweet, though. Three so and a red. For a zero one elemental with first strike, trample, and haste. Whenever life of the party attacks, it gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is the number of creatures you control. So a minimum of one if it's the only thing there. Mm-hmm. When life of the party enters the battlefield, if it's not a token, and this is important why they had that on it, uh, each opponent creates a token that's a copy of it. Those tokens are goaded for the rest of the game. <laughs> this card's that is awesome. wild. Yeah. This card's awesome. So you're going to get a life of the party. Uh, and I mean, I love how they flavored this too, is it's only good as an attacker. It blocks as literal zero. Yeah, one. yeah, exactly. And you can, you know, the goaded for the rest of the game thing, we talk about how like unfortunate goad is when it's down to just you and the opponent, but, like, if you kill all the rest of the creatures, then it's just a 1-1. One, one yeah, <laughs> you're not too worried about it. And at least, and and on the turn you play it, it doesn't hurt, because you're giving them a 0-1. Yep, you can attack through it. And you yeah. can attack through your life and party right away, exactly. So it's not, you, you gave them one more defense. Yeah. And but you could end up with, like, seven more power, that's haste. Exactly, and, like, the, I wish it said also that, like, it couldn't block other cards called Life of the Party <laughs> because, like, the person you attack is going to be like, alright, I'm just going to block at least with Well, this. if they did, it dies and you have power and that blocking one doesn't, yeah. so you just tramp- and you trample over it. It's got you power. trample over it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's fine. I don't I don't mind that at all. They could block no, with their Life of the Party all they There want. needs to be chaos with these cards, <laughs> Brad. There needs to, <laughs> the whole point of this card is to force other people to attack each other. <laughs> Which, I think it does well. I think oh, it yeah, does, it does well. Because you can only attack one person, so there's still one or yeah, two other of these things out there. Other and they just continue attacking the what, Eric, what if they want to attack with their life of the party? Maybe they don't want to That's true. That's they true. Want to uh, that card's sweet. Uh, I also had to include Crash the Party because there's another card with party <laughs> in its name. I don't think this one's nearly as good. This is create a tapped 4-4 Rhino for each tapped creature you control for six mana. It is an instant speed, but like, oh boy. Yeah, I don't really... Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's yeah. very good. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it had party in the name. So but it has party, like, so you, you gotta do it. Uh, and this was a card I actually opened in one of my packs randomly. The Rose Room Treasurer. Yeah, some of these are just in, like, set boosters. They're in set boosters, yeah. Which so is kind of cool. Guy, and I was like, whoa. What? And this this card's kind of nuts. Three and a red for a 4-3 Ogre Warrior with Alliance. So that's whenever a creature enters under your control. It triggers. Uh, if it's the first or second time this ability is triggered, you make a treasure. So for the first two creatures that enter when he's out, you just ramp. Two. Mm-hmm. You get two more treasures. On the third time beyond, you can pay X 
And when you do, the Rose Room Treasurer will deal X to any target. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So just like every creature you play from now on also gives you a treasure. It's either going to get a ramp or like... Or you can just yeah. crap on something. Yeah, you can just be like, all right, I'll destroy that thing. Yeah. You know, oh, and also, so if you get... It, after the second time, the ability just changes from make a treasure to do this. So it doesn't do... It right, it doesn't continues. continue giving you the treasure. All it gives you is the option to... To pay X to deal X. Fireball something, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. Like if you're if you can reliably make three, you can at least like shock something. Whatever yeah. you do, it that's pretty cool. And then flavor wise, I just love killer service. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a rhino serving food, and when it enters, you just get food for each opponent you have. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. just cool. That's yeah. just funny. I just like the the picture killer service. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for this deck, though. What do you think about this deck overall? I think it's it's okay. For some reason, I'm like not super excited by it. Even more so than the uh, Maestro's one. For some reason, I, I don't I know why. That's, I think that's fair. To be honest with you, I think uh, you know it's just okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's got some sweet creatures mixed in there. I always love Orzov Advocate. I think more people should play that card. It's always been nuts for me. It has one of your cards that you said is the strongest in the set, the mm-hmm. Rumor Gatherer, right? Yeah, I, yeah, Rumor Gatherer is gone. So it's, gonna it's, it's got some good cards in there. It's got some stinkers in there. Yeah, it has this weird like bad. enchantment thing going on too with Assemble the Legion and Sandworm Convergence with Beastmaster Exception stuff. Assemble the Legion used to be a game-winning card too. Yeah. That used to be pretty busted. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah, this is still like you, you're not going to buy this card or this this deck. You're just going to buy cards from it. I think pretty much another scrapper, which is ah, yeah. That's usually what these commander products are to us: mm-hmm. <laughs> scrap for parts. But that one, I think, is less scrap for parts than the first one. Yeah, yeah I don't like with the uh, Esper one. You're going to buy that deck because you're going to be Esper able to one use. Is buy it. To literally, yeah, like just rip it. To rip it apart. This one is just like, you know, because you you don't get, um, like, you don't get any Swift of Boots or anything like that. You get Arcane Signet, you get that everything. I think, yeah, like, you're just going to be like, oh, cool, I like Fabian. I wish instead of the Bloodthirsty Goad Blade, they should have put the one that, uh, the Bloodforged Axe that, like, copies itself. Because also, that's a token. Bloodforged exactly, Galax, that's what I mean. Yeah. It like, matches the token theme, and that card's absurdly Yeah, that definitely should have been. Yeah, why did they do that? That's yeah. And way I, 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 The Bloodthirsty Blood, I have it in one deck just because it's cute and fun, mm-hmm. because it, it deals with targeting things, which is actually yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to just be like, I give you this. And it was yeah. like, wait, what? But <laughs> no, it's I not, want, it's not that good. I've never been blown away by Bloodthirsty Blade. It's been yeah. just okay in certain scenarios. All right. The Bedecked Brokers, the deck that you bought. Hopefully you're happy with it. Yeah, I'm pretty Let's happy with it. Let's trash it. So, <laughs> Screw you. You're bad and you're dumb. You bought the mine. worst one, Eric. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Perry the Polarizer, we talked about already, so we'll move on to Kroos, the Defense Contractors, the alternate one green, white, blue for a cat advisor. They like these cat advisors everywhere. Yeah. Two, four. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a shield counter on target creature and opponent controls. Not one you control. Whenever you put one or more counters on a creature you don't control, tap that creature and goad it. 
it gains trample until your next turn. It's so random. It's so random, and it's like not great because no. the only counters that you can reliably put on opponents are minus one, minus one counters, and this is not in black. <laughs> so, so yeah. what's what's actually reliable is more like plus one plus one counters. You yeah, can, um, you can you can put plus. Yeah, get, that, that's that's true. Those. Yeah, you, you can, can get, get those, those and put them on those. target creature. But yeah, ah, I don't like this card. Yeah, I I bought this deck and I played it against one v one against uh, Pat. I I was like, I'm just gonna. I have just some loose cards that are better than some of these, so I traded out like five cards, and this was like the first one I took out. Yeah, you're like that card's bad. <laughs> Yeah. And it is bad. I think you're right. Especially in 1v1. Yeah, I just like... I'll just give you protection. <laughs> just a strict upgrade else. to my only opponent. <laughs> I will give your guy immunity and trample. How does that sound? Are you... Are you okay? <laughs> I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. Go, I attack you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about uh, this. <laughs> he saw the line that he had to do. He's so good. How can I defeat this strategy? <laughs> I can't even so kill this creature bad. anymore. That is that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, the alternate that they gave you here is Denry Clint. Another cat advisor. By now, the they way. love these cat they advisors. They love these cat advisors. This is two white blue for a two two cat advisor. Uh, editor in chief enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one plus one counter, a first strike counter, or a vigilance counter. So it could have either any one of those. Probably, I don't know. First strike seems like the most useful to me. Yeah. As a blocker? <laughs> yeah, it, I found either plus one plus one counter for obvious reasons, just making all your creatures slightly bigger. But yeah, first strike is good because if you're not tagged with it. it yeah. Oh, right. I should be your... the second half of the ability, though, too. Yeah. Because it matters. Uh, that's just the first. When I'm looking, at, I just looked at that far. I went, oh, probably first strike. I don't yeah. know. It's just my 2 2. Uh, whenever a non token creature you control enters the battlefield, if Denry has counters on it, put the same number and kind of counters on that creature. Yeah, I still would like First Strike. That'd be yeah, sweet. Having all your, all your creatures at First Strike because it makes it impossible to attack you. That's because no you're just like, how, so all your creatures at First Strike, yep, like, okay, go past her. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm not attacking into that. You'll obliterate me. You'll, yeah, just kill me. Um, the plus one, plus one counter, because like, it, are nice, because if you can proliferate them, you get like, oh, if I have three plus one, plus yeah. one counters in Denver, yeah. you get three another one. But, these first strike counters, you don't get anything from all right. three. But having your whole team at first strike is pretty nice. Pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. Uh, all right. And then uh, notable reprints, I put um, – they gave you a scavenging ooze. I think that's uh, – I mean, maybe not that expensive. I think it was a $5 card, though. Yeah, so, it was uh, It was more expensive in the heyday because it was like a modern staple for a while. Yeah, right, right. I saw a lot of play for sure. Well, same mm-hmm. with all these other ones. This is a lot of modern cards. Wall of Roots, modern card. Oh, yeah, uh, Devoted so Druid, modern card. And those are all like in the, you know, two to You'll five. You'll pay a couple range. bucks for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. You'll pay two to five dollar range. Uh, Commander Staple, uh, notable reprint though. Rishkar's Expertise. Yes. Card is nuts. Absolutely busted. It's insane and, in the membrane. Uh, yeah, it's a really good card. It's even got like that innate protection that like. You can kill my biggest creature. I'll just draw cards equal to the next biggest. Exactly. It's and, so good. And being able to cast something for free has nothing to do with... Right, it's always card. five. It's always, always five. five 
Unreal. Such a good card. Uh, Oblivion Stone, I thought, was a, was a fine Yeah, card. I know that's another one that was like, oh, it kind of cost more than you think. Yeah, that card used to be busted, too. That card used to be like the staple. Of, yeah. Well, that's another modern card. That's another modern card in Tron. Yeah. Yep. Um, I put in parentheses, there should have been an Ozolith, man. They gotta start reprinting that thing. I know that probably would have been a pretty high value one, but... They just gotta reprint If we don't start seeing it, that thing's gonna be $40 in two years. I know, and this is, this is the thing that kind of pisses me off sometimes about Wizards, is they don't like putting, like, $30 reprints in Commanders, because they're like, oh, we don't want everyone just to buy no, out that the Commander. was $20 right now. I think it's safe but, to, like... But since there's only one printing, the second printing will make it go down to like ten dollars or something, and then yeah. then you won't have that problem. They're like causing and like, the I would have been fine with them taking out some of these other like higher level ones to include an Ozolith. Yeah, and say like, but we gave you an Ozolith. I'd be like, okay, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. One like, thing, yeah, one thing I do like is they have an Ozolith. That's honestly a better Ozolith, a resourceful defense. So it is a it's an enchantment for two and a white. Whenever a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, it ha- if it had counters on it, put those counters on target permanent you control. Um, and then for four and a white, move any number of counters from target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. Okay. It's definitely not a better Ozolith. Well, see, Ozolith only affect creatures. And maybe you're in I forget. This is like, hey, remember that... that uh, that uh, Planeswalker that was exiled, well, now you can put those loyalty counters, hide them on a land until you play your second Planeswalker. Then you can move them from your land to the Planeswalker. Mana is a lot of mana. Right, but it's only, it's only three to to cast. So you get the saving all your counters. You don't need to pay any mana for that. Right. I still, I definitely agree it's not better than Ozlet for sure. Looking at this, I li- I do think it's good. Absolutely, though. It needs to be in a deck like this. Yeah, and I, I, so the reason why I think it's better is, like, you'll have counters on stuff other than creatures a lot of right. time with this deck and for a lot of these things. And so being able to move stuff from permanent to permanent and... It's uh, going to be really annoying to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put my charge counters on my island. Which one? Oh. I don't know. It's <laughs> no, just like, no. oh, this dies. Like, uh, I guess I'll move my vigilance counter onto <laughs> this forest. Oh, and then my put God. You're right. Everything's just moving everywhere. That's <laughs> so weird. obnoxious. Like, this, yeah, this is definitely one of those things. Oh. Like, uh, I forget what the um, den enchantment is. Like, oh, whenever a creature is battlefield, put a one one counter on each creature you control. It's just oh, like, oh, yes. I'm not that card. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm yeah. not playing that. It's super good, not playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think it's better because also, um, it's not all on the Ozolith. All your counters are not on the Ozolith, so people can't like while you're waiting to play a creature, they can't just kill the Ozolith to remove all the counters. I think that's like a little bit better, but yeah, it's. I, one thing that is nice about them not reprinting the Ozolith is I, they definitely wouldn't have had both the Ozolith and this. So if you already right. have an Ozolith, now you have like two versions of the summer card. Now, people. You're yeah. gonna need them. You're gonna need them for every deck. I literally have to include it in every deck and just like For your mono black decks. <laughs> because my one. mono black decks for sure. It's in it's in definitely one of them. Um okay. Uh other there, there's a couple more that I didn't even Realize Forgotten Ancient's a sweet one. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's another one of those ones that for every player that casts anything, every cast equals a 1-1 on him. Yep. Any of those cards are really good in Commander. Uh, Slippery Bog Bonder is a sweet one. Love that. Slippery Bog Bonder. Hexproof Counters. Hexproof Counters with Flash. And Steelbane Hydra, I think, was an expensive card because it was only printed in uh, Commander product. The Turtle Hydra that mm-hmm. moves counters to destroy artifacts and enchantments. Uh, there's some staples in here. They gave you an Everflowing Chalice, which is a yeah. staple. As far as the mana rocks go, also a generous gift in the uh, removal category that you need for every white deck. So yeah. That's pretty sweet. That was it for kind of notable reprints. I mean, it gives you a, a Fell War Stone, but none of the other Signets or, I mean, yeah. Arcane, but none of the other mana rocks. Yeah, they're kind of like, you should be happy with <laughs> Everflowing yeah. Chalice. All right. And it gave you the boots, not the greaves, which is like, all right, that's standard, but. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll take, I'll take the uh, boots. As far as new cards go, I don't think. I mean, besides the one you mentioned, because it's good for this exact deck, none of them to me are like insane. Uh, but I thought damning verdict is just sweet new. I'm really uh, on all board wipes now. It's like they have to pass a certain litmus test, right? This yeah, does I think for this deck, right? Destroy all creatures with no counters on them. Yeah. I think that'll destroy enough of the creatures. Yeah, to yeah. To be like, that, yeah. that doesn't. Yeah, basically, that bar is like, either it's got to be like two mana, yes. <laughs> or I got to reasonably expect it to be like kind of a one-sided board wiper. Right. And this will do it in this deck. And I think this it costs five mana, to be fair, so it's right. like the best wrath of all time. It'd be much better if this was four mana. Mm-hmm. I think they could have costed this at four mana and no one would bat an eye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a little rough that it's at five, but I think it's serviceable. Um, uh, so I did mention the uh, confluence. This is the only good confluence. All these confluences allow you to choose three modes. This one is the only instant. I just double back and checked. This is the only instant. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, this is the like the only true confluence. We're just like, oh, yeah. I'll and play it's this. the difference between these being good and bad. When they're instant, they're good. When they're sorcery, they are junk. This one's an instant for two. Green, white, blue. The three modes are proliferate, target creature phases out, and counter target activate or triggered ability. I love that. Yeah, all the you'll use all of them all the time. Maybe not proliferate, but like you can put this in just a random band deck and be like, yeah, this will do stuff. Because you can choose yeah, I mean, the same mode three times, so you can be like, yeah. I'm being attacked by these three crazy creatures. It's like, no, I'm not anymore. They're phased out. <laughs> I mean, I, I could... There will even be a mode... These modes are great. I would even see a moment where you're attacking all out with a bunch of 2-2s two because they're 1-1s with a 1-1 one one counter on them, mm-hmm. and you just all of a sudden, after no blocks are declared, proliferate three times, and all of them are 5-5s five now. Yeah, yeah, just win the game. Right. You I could mean, have, like, oh, there's a creature that's, like, indestructible and it, like, it's preventing you from attacking for some way. Then you'd be like, okay, I'm going to phase that creature out, proliferate twice. And now, yep. now I can attack you. Yeah. It's pretty so sweet. So I think that card's sweet. Uh, contractual safeguard. I think this card's pretty sweet. Two and a white for an instant, but it has addendum, which addendum means you have to cast it during your main phase to get its additional effect. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to want it. Yeah. Because it's addendum is that when you cast it during your main phase, you put a shield counter 
on. Oh, I thought it was each. Well, it, it, it works out that way. These are the second. The, oh, correct. Okay, thank you. You're right. Yeah, so it's it's addendum is that it says put a shield counter on a creature you control. But then its effect is choose a kind of counter on a creature you control. Put a counter of that kind on each other creature you control. So I feel like, I mean, unless you have a shield counter already out there and about, then the card's insane just as an instant. Because just go ahead and put a shield counter on everything. Yeah. Otherwise, you need the addendum to put the shield counter on it, which means you need main phase for this. Yeah, and again, this really only works in this deck. But yeah, it is kind of nice to being like, well, I already have a shield counter. Now I can cast it as an instant or like a plus one plus one counter and something. Protect all my stuff. Yeah, which is pretty nice. And then if it's not, you can be like, well, I'm going to do it all at sorcery speed. And yeah, it works. And then protect all my stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I think this one is really sweet. The Family's Favor. This is two and a green enchantment. Whenever you attack, put a shield counter on target attacking creature. Until end of turn, it gains, whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, remove a shield counter from it if you do draw a card. Yeah, this is interesting because so, like, you attack and it's kind of, like, safe from blocks because they don't want to block it because it's indestructible, essentially. And then you don't get to draw a card. So when I played this deck, kind of funnily enough, I've always been, like... I'd rather just keep the shield counter on it a lot of the time. Ah, you never drew the card. Yeah, like, I, would, well, I wouldn't even play it, because I was just like, eh. Because you, 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 don't, ha- ha- you, don't, ha- you don't have to. Uh, no, it says you have to remove the shield counter. Oh, uh, okay. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, remove a shield counter from it. Yeah, if you do draw a card. Yep. Yeah, so I okay, was like... Okay, it's playing uh, back. <laughs> but, also, yeah. also, you can attack, put the shield counter on it, Proliferate at instant speed. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you it, can proliferate, then this card's great. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh, sweet. Because. That's the, the last card yeah. I just mentioned, right? The. Whatever it's called. The contractual the con- safeguard. And yeah. just put more shield counters and everything. And yeah, there's tons of stuff to proliferate stuff. And. Uh, and I believe this is a trigger for. Be, saying whenever you attack, that means for each creature. It's not like you only get this trigger for yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because until in turn, it gain the creature gains whenever this creature deals combat damage. But I'm saying it's for each creature that's attacked. Oh uh, no, it says target creature. Field. Whenever you attack, the shield counter on target attacking creature. Okay, an attack can only be declared once. I guess is what they're saying. Yeah, so you attack with like five creatures. You have to target one of the five attacking creatures. Right, I'm saying like yeah, for this trigger to trigger, it's only on like. The second you swing, it doesn't count how many are swinging. It's right, just yeah. Saying like that Whenever was your you attack. attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it's it still is a kind of reliable way to draw cards because they're de incentivized to block because it's essentially a free attack. Yeah, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, it's cool. It's cool. I think that card's good. Um, I want to call out another card. I don't know if I. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's on here. Uh, I. For your uh, bedecked whatever notable new cards, no, it's not. Uh, it, again, it's not like great. It's Agent's Toolkit. I think this card's cool. I don't think it's great. That's yeah. why I didn't include it. Oh, this card's cool though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a artifact clue. It's one green blue. 
so Agent's Toolkit enters with a plus one, plus one counter, a flying counter, a death touch counter, and a shield counter. And it essentially has the old graft mechanic. So whatever creature yeah. is battlefield control, you can move a counter from Toolkit onto that creature. And it also has the clue thing where you can sacrifice it for that two minute draw card. So yeah. after it's once, done, you can be like, use all the tools. <laughs> yeah. And love I, the flavor, love the card. Oh yeah. When I played it, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's like you play Agent's Toolkit, then like for every it's got something for every situation. You want your creature. <laughs> yeah. Because uh you would you'd be like, hmm, I really need they don't have any flyers. Oh wait, put a flyer counter. Oh, this creature needs to block. Put a death touch counter on it. <laughs> and when you get proliferating going, this is awesome because then you can just like oh, yeah. constantly you could proliferate all four counters on it, and then you'd be like shield counters on everything that enters the battlefield now. <laughs> uh but yeah. Cool card. Uh, sure. Also, I don't know if this was on your, but Gavel of Righteousness. Yeah, the equipment. Yeah, the equipment. It seems okay. It just it just continues to grow, right? And then... It then eventually gains double strike. Um, right. I like the equip cost. You can... You can A3 or remove counter. Yeah, I like that. Because cool. then you can just be like, okay, I'm going to make it slightly smaller. But if you get like six counters on it, you can remove a counter on it, attack, and remove a counter on it, move it over to a blocker. And it still has double strike and plus double four plus strike. four. Yeah, it's kind pretty of cool. good. Yeah, it seems like a pretty sweet equipment, actually. Yeah, that just keeps growing. Right? It yeah, just keeps growing. Yeah. If you play on turn two, because he doesn't need to be equipped to put a charge counter on it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Just got on combat. It just grows. Yeah. Maybe they should have had that only I, grow when the probably <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah, this seems actually rather pretty busted. Yeah, you play that on turn two. That thing will win you the game by turn ten. Like, yeah, exactly. It's all of a sudden it's like, wait, everything plus just eight has plus eight double strike. Double strike. What? Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, the car's pretty messed up. But uh, that's but, it. Yeah, that's it. What, what do you What do you think about the deck you bought? This is uh, so I am because uh, this kind of opposed to all the other decks. This has like a very unique feeling cohesive deck where like the it's very much this deck is supposed to be played with parry the pulverizer and you're supposed to try to amass more counter more types of counters rather than just like hey you're trying to proliferate a bunch of one one counters on it and attacking even though you want want every type of counter yeah and and it feels more fun even though ultimately you're you're basically just souping up Parry the pulverizer to like an eight eight ooh and then attack, <laughs> that and then attack. attack. Um, big, yeah. because you have to attack with parry you can target another creature to give it plus x plus x and trample but parry has to attack right um, but it's it was it was uh it was good on one on one because I just kept I'm attacking sure it is. Yeah, attacking I mean, with like a six six trampler and I man with um oh shoot what was it is that stupid uh, hold on, uh, crystalline giant all star. Oh, yeah. Because all star in the deck. <laughs> because you beat a combat. There's like twelve different counters you could put on crystalline giant. Yep. Uh, and it just oh my god, so true. And for a deck where you're looking for all the kinds of yeah. counters, then <laughs> you're just like hexproof, lifelink, death, to trample, plus one, plus one. He was like, yes, yeah, I have um, all of them. I got every counter I've ever needed. Uh, yeah, this is. Fully goes into the not a very good deck, but a lot of fun to play because you're just playing your own game. Would be like, ooh, 
hoof prints of the stag. That's a hoof print counter. Yeah, funny <laughs> enough, like, I mean, you say it's, like, real co- cohesive and everything like that, and I look at this deck and I'm like, man, they really didn't build too much around Barry. <laughs> like, I feel like you could go out there and search, like, different types of counters oh. and do a much better job diversifying. Yeah, that, that's, that is very true. Uh, you definitely can find just, like, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love how they included Avon Mimeomancer in the deck. It's feather counters. Feather counters on things. <laughs> there's, so there's, when they have feather counters on them, now they're just three ones. Now they're three ones with flying. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many random like old cards, which is like, ooh, yeah, put a like convergence fun. counter on this enchantment or something. Oh my god, that's kind of funny. Right, that's pretty fun. Yeah, honestly, this is one of those decks where you can go way back deep in the tanks and yeah. get some weird counters. You can turn this into an enchantment build. You can do artifact. You can do creature based stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Also, but the ultimately, the package is equally as bad as the rest of them. They didn't give you much. Uh, yeah. But nesting grounds is cool. That that's got to be a reprint. Yeah. I don't know if it was expensive before, but it's got a cool effect. One and tap, move a counter from a permanent you control to another permanent. Mm-hmm. Pr- yeah. That's a sweet effect. Yeah. There's a. Yeah, this is this is just like a fun thing. It's kind of funny. You do all this work, and it's like, oh, you can give something plus X plus X. They're like, yeah, but I can just do that very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that that three minute enchantment we were talking about, <laughs> Beastmaster Assumption? That just does that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, ah, I guess I lose. But it's like, but I have this sweet thing that it's just impossible to keep track of. Talk talk about like other uses for our like infinity tokens. Yeah, I use those as counters where I just write like death touch over it, <laughs> death touch on the thing, and I can just like have one attached to a creature and just be like, these are all the different counters I have on this creature. Another random fact about this these products in general: there is exactly one planeswalker in all five of them, and it comes in this broker's deck, mm-hmm. and it's not and very good. A Johnny Unyielding, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and of all of them, I always thought like for these commander products. That they should print, because there's so many Planeswalkers, they should print one Planeswalker in each that matches the theme of the deck. Yeah. Because it's so easy to do, just to have the one Planeswalker so people get to play around with them when they're buying these pre-cons. Yeah. And yeah, of all of them, they chose this one? It doesn't put, like, it's ultimate puts counters on it, but there's, there's like, two... Really good planeswalkers for this deck. It's like, it, um, but I mean, it, both out of the the Capenna ones are both great for this deck because they put specific counters. They on put them. specific counters on it. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's so many more ones. Stuff, but yeah, there's tons. There's tons of there's stuff that put like trample counter, put it like or plus one plus one counters on lands or something. I don't know, but and then this one's just like you could. Reveal the top three cards of the library, maybe get something. <laughs> it's like for six. Even man. like of all the Ajani's, why this? Uh, there's other Ajani's that actually like distribute counters and stuff. This one does. This, <laughs> this looks like they they were like, oh, put that Ajani in there, and then the, like the intern was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put this one on there. <laughs> and they just put the wrong one. <laughs> Oh my god, it's too funny. Yeah. Like, how how did they manage that? Anyways, uh, that's all we got. Now, I believe 
We are so far behind what we might end up doing. So I'm on break again. We might end up having to just push off D&D episodes for a little bit longer so that we can get into Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So by the time I get back, it'll already be early June uh, since I'm on vacation for next week. So, well, after the release, I believe it, a pre-release already for Baldur's Gate is like next weekend. If, I think, I think it's, it's while week. I'm on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to talk about Baldur's Gate uh, for the next podcast. And honestly, it's probably going to be a part one type of thing. Because as yeah. soon as we talk about it, the next week, they're going to be revealing probably all the 40k decks, whatever other commander products are going to be released, and all this other stuff. Oh, so yeah. we, we got a lot of magic coming up. That we're gonna have to push through before we can get back to talking about uh, D and D. Sorry, you D and D nerds. I know, I know a lot of people like our D and D stuff, and I do too. But uh, Magic, uh, they uh, are annoyingly good at keeping your attention. Yeah, we we do for our next D and D set should go over the new book, Monsters of the Multiverse, because they also updated like like fifteen or twenty races. Whoa! Oh my gosh! I didn't realize all that. It's pretty crazy. I mean, most of them are like they have changed just like one or two things, but they've they've but they did an overhaul. They did an overhaul. Yeah, definitely makes more builds different viable. Awesome. Just have to go over that, and also just uh, saying one of my new players in the other campaign I run listened to our paladin subclass, and he was he really enjoyed it. It helped him out, so it might help you out. Oh, yeah. yeah. As we're mentioning things, he's like, oh, yeah, I should be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but literally, he, he, like, you know, new player, like our kind of our target audience, doesn't really, didn't really like understand how much uh, or like what was important really when you're just making your first character and you're just like, I, well, I'm making level one. What should I think about? Uh, he was talking about like, oh, the fighting styles, like, thinking down the road about like what kind of build you want or like, do I want to use two handed weapons? Do I want a sword and shield or whatever? Right. Kind of right. Right. Makes sense. All right. I think with that, we can get back to party and some Get back more. to the party. And all you listeners out there, party on. Party on.